2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com and the Pearl River Resort Studio Pearl River Resort is the home of the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Got the Division Round weekend coming up. We've got uh college basketball going on. Pearl River Resort, you remember is uh, perhaps the only place in the entire Southeast where you can uh, wager on college baseball which is just around the corner, about four and a half weeks away. Close enough that we have D1 Baseball's preseason top 25 poll, and it has got a Mississippi flavor to it. So we'll get into that with you this afternoon. We'd love to hear from you on the C Spire text line, 601 879 Four three nine five. time to unlimit your data with $45 Unlimited, only from prepaid by C Spire. Get unlimited on C Spire's nationwide 5G network for just $45 with auto pay. No credit checks, no hidden fees. Learn more at cspire.com slash prepaid. Great to be with you. And we spent some time yesterday talking about how much fun we thought last night's first ever Monday night football playoff game was going to be. Only to find out that it was not fun at all. Michael Borky with a uh, an 11th hour switcheroo on Friday. He was telling you how much he was in love with the Arizona Cardinals against Matt Stafford and the L.A. Rams. But as we were wrapping things up yesterday, he said, yeah, I like it. I like the Rams. Like laying the points with the Rams at home. Matt Stafford, my hatred for him has diminished just a bit. And, uh, if Michael Borky made a run to the sports book at Time Out Lounge, he was on the right
3: side of that outcome big time. Yeah, man. Uh, Kyler Murray not ready for that stage. Woo! And Cliff, I, I, that, that's the thing, right? That's what we talked about yesterday, is that was going to be a bias-confirming outcome one way or the other. Going in, there were narratives that I peddled about Matt Stafford being a bum because he couldn't beat the 49ers at home to send the Saints to the playoffs, but didn't do anything really of value in Detroit. But was that because of the Lions, or was that because their quarterback didn't elevate them to anything valuable? And on the other side, Cliff Kingsbury. Last couple of seasons, really nice starts to the season for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Disaster finishes. Each of the last two years. Would they lose
2: six of their last seven, including last night's playoff loss. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct.
3: So, so Tough way to finish. We were going to learn, is Cliff ready for this? Is this Kingsbury's time? Or Matt Stafford? Is he just a product of being stuck in Detroit? And is he ready for this? And we learned. I don't know if we learned that quite yet because his team was so dominant he didn't really have to do much. But a lot of questions about Cliff were answered last night. Yeah, Not in a good way. I I mean, I mostly agree with you.
2: Obviously, the scoreboard is the great arbiter in the sky. But, bottom line, is that Rams team was a lot better than that Arizona team. And it should be the money they've spent. You're right. I mean, it's a better roster. <laughs> the
3: draft capital that they just offloaded. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. not involved in any drafts until, like, my son is going to be at the combine. Your son might be a Ram. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody says on the ceasefire text line. It's not just the last couple of seasons for Kingsbury. He's fallen apart after good starts every season he coached to finish seasons. Going back to his time at Texas Tech in 2013, his team lost five of its last six. In 2014, four of the last six. In 2015, four of the last six. 2016, six of the last eight. Six of the last eight. In 17. And five in a row to finish the 2018 season. So that was at Texas Tech. And in Arizona, 2019 is first year with the Cardinals. They lost seven of nine. 2020, they lost five of seven. They lose five of la- of the last six in the regular season. Turned out to be six of the uh, the last seven, including last night's playoff loss. So maybe there's something to that. That's what
3: bias it is a growing sample
4: size.
2: You
5: can't be clutch and good looking at the same time. It's just not possible.
3: So now what do they do? I mean there was some there was some talk about Arizona possibly moving on, but do you want to do that in this coaching cycle? And is it worth it? Because end of the seasons aside, in his three years, his team has gotten better every year. I mean that is a fact. The last seven games count just as much well, let me rephrase that. Absent the playoff game, the last six games of every season count just as much as the first 11 games or 12 yeah. games. So, yeah, they kind of fell off at the end, but they did have that really good start for a reason. So I don't know what you do if you're them. You're concerned, no doubt. You're concerned about Kyler Murray because, ooh, he didn't look ready for that moment last night. You're concerned about your coach, but was that enough to make changes?
6: No,
2: but is it a function of the roster and the talent on the roster? And have they just they're, got to get better overall across the board to have a chance to win a game like that?
5: They picked number one two years ago. I mean, or when they picked Kyler Murray, they're two, now they're in the playoffs they, and they had a chance to win the division. They're getting better as a franchise. You got to let it, you got to keep building. I, I wouldn't make any changes. I would add to that roster and get some more veterans out there around Kyler Murray. And and you know the defense is good. To, to fit to get them just keep moving forward don't take any don't take a sidestep or a step back
3: and no Hopkins hurt yeah of course it did Absolutely. he's a difference maker of course it did did so but compare the differences between Kyler Murray and the way he looked versus Joe burrow and the way he looked same situation now one of them was on the road but it's not like SoFi Stadium's providing an intimidating environment for a road was A pretty good crowd last night. was pretty good, but that shouldn't be one that shakes you. But compare the difference. One looked ready. One looked comfortable.
2: And and if you're listening to this and you're going, hold on, Richard. Yesterday, you you were talking about how (laughs) quarterbacks are judged, right? They're judged on whether or not they win a Super Bowl in their career. I do think the difference, if you want to say, well, what you said about Dak Prescott yesterday versus what you're saying about Kyler Murray, the difference is it's your three versus your six, right? Well, it's the difference it, is I don't know what Kyler Murray
5: makes, but it's not $40 million a year.
2: It's not, it's not $40 million a year. That's, uh, that, that's fair. Now, in a couple of years when they redo his contract, it probably will be. Then, then, your, then your
5: expectations levels change. It's just the way that it is. It's, that's true for everybody. You know, you make what you make it work, but then if somebody says, hey, we're going to give you a, a raise of four times your salary, but well, we expect more from you. Well, I mean, that's that's to be expected, right? Doesn't matter what your job is; you can be working in,
3: uh, anywhere. We do get a funny text about uh, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Did you hear that last night?
5: Yeah, he, he, he is. Not, both of them have now. Richard, you, you didn't hear
3: what Peyton on, said on last there. night on
5: the man cast. So, no, I guess so not. So Eli's
3: trying to throw something to me, and here's Peyton with the breakdown of that last play. And Peyton goes, uh. I can't hear bleed. I can't hear (laughs) (laughs) S-word. And and Eli goes, never mind.
4: (laughs) Eli Manning is maybe.
3: Hey, you you
2: got some double birds to share
5: also? (laughs) Eli Manning may be the most normal guy that's a star athlete among them all. He, he, He is just. I can't believe I'm saying this, too. I mean, Ole Miss guy, but. I mean he just seems like the easiest guy in the world to get along with. He's he's hilarious too. Yeah. Pretty chill.
3: I want Pretty I wish chill. we could play it. That that just, you know, that would be an FCC violation. I don't think the bosses would appreciate me uh purposefully bringing one of those on them, but I did just <laughs> send it to you so you could hear it. Jason
2: Columbus with regard to the Rams says not to mention, well, uh I'm sorry. They've embraced the why take a flyer on a 21-year-old
3: when we know we can just go and buy production. It reminds me of the the Raiders trade with Khalil Mack. So the Raiders get rid of Khalil Mack to draft his position. Well, yes, Mack would be more expensive, but which one is more likely to be productive? The guy you know is a really good NFL player or the guy that's been playing against 18- and 19-year-olds who hasn't taken a snap in the NFL? Which one is more likely to be productive for you? Yeah, probably the guy that's proven it. You,
4: you and, do you know, we're put seeing yourself this.
2: on a timeline, though, when you do that over and over, because yep. it becomes a win now thing. And the Rams are in that window; they're in a in a win now window. And we're seeing the
5: same thing in college football. Yeah, you know, why go out and recruit the kid when I can just go to the transfer portal and get somebody I've already seen play college football? And in some cases, I get a guy I can play for three or four years the same that as I would get out of a high school kid.
4: Like Dylan but at Gabriel the same Oklahoma, time,
3: he has three years.
5: But at the same time, some more what Richard was just saying. You know, you you too many, and you could you know set everything backwards.
7: Yeah.
2: Why don't we use that as a jumping off point to uh, get into the news of the day in the transfer portal world? This was the last day that uh, players could declare for the NFL draft, and so that clears some things up in some places. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. We'll be right back.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, call them at 601-605-4443. Venable Glass, locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Looking good so far this afternoon, no wrecks or breakdowns. Nothing out of the ordinary, just some after-school traffic to be mindful of. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Smith Brothers, proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk, middays with Gerard Gibbert. weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi, sports talk Mississippi.
11: Will you ever
12: get so excited that you just can't wait?
1: Yes. Sports talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: So we visited this morning, and we had a plan to uh, kind of talk about what was coming back for Mississippi State, especially on the offensive side of the football. And part of that conversation was pretty much everything is coming back in terms of offensive production. And Mr. Haydad specifically talked about Looks like Malik Heath is coming back. And, like, within the hour, maybe within a couple of hours, uh, Malik Heath made it uh, official with a statement that said, First off, I want to thank my mama and siblings for sticking with me through the tough time. And to Mississippi State fans, thank you all for everything. And to the coaches, thank you for giving me an opportunity to play in the SEC. But I think I should enter the transfer portal and play my last year somewhere Else, hashtag Hail State 4 l So Malik Heath, part of the 2018 class. This past year, 34 catches, 442 yards, five touchdowns. Over the course of a couple of seasons, he caught 71 balls for 749 and eight scores. Talented player. And he was locked in and healthy and engaged. Malik Heath, really good player. But he wasn't always healthy and wasn't always locked in and wasn't always engaged. What does this mean for state?
5: You mentioned that 2018. You know, you say you obviously went to JUCO and came back in 2020. It's funny when you think about that class. State signed three four star receivers that were going to reshape their passing game Malik Heath, Stephen Gidry, and Devontae Jason. Didn't quite work out that way for Mississippi State. Um, you know, for Heath. He's the guy. You sort of said it, you know. When he when he was on, he was a good player for Mississippi State. Um, of course, had a you know that really bad car wreck over the uh, the holidays, and I thought maybe his career might be over. Uh, then says he's going to you know it started being rumored that he was going to be able to play again, and everything was leaning towards him coming back to state. And then this morning, this news breaks um, for MSU. I mean. He's the guy that by the end of the season you saw Ra Ra Thomas and Tulu Griffin sort of getting more snaps at that position than Heath was. So I think I don't think it affects state too terribly much. It's a guy you would have liked to have had back, veteran. You could count on him a little bit, but I feel like from a production standpoint, certainly somebody will be able to step in and, and give you the same number of catches and yards that he that he did a year ago. Um, and then for Malik Heath, I'm not sure where he's headed. If I'm Will Hall. I've already made that phone call because I think Heath could be a, a difference maker at USM. Uh, but we'll see where he ends up.
2: I don't I don't think this is the case. <coughs> but I don't think we need to look at what Will Hall and Southern Miss are building as simply anytime a former player from the SEC becomes available, you immediately go that route. Because Will Hall has talked about the importance of culture and work ethic and building something that everybody believes in and all those things. And you got to make sure when you bring in a bunch of guys that they fall into those categories. But at the same time, in terms of talent, there's a lot of it there with Malik Heath. Yeah. yeah. He was there out of high school, and you, again, saw flashes of it on the field in his time at Mississippi State.
5: I think he could be a good player for Southern Miss if he ends up there. But we'll see where he ends up. If yeah.
3: he ends up at Southern Miss, we should start calling them Old Southern State. Yeah, with the uh,
2: with with the hail uh-oh. toddy, guys. With, Two. Speaking of toddies, we need to get paid out a hottie toddy or a hot toddy. Hail to yeah, the toddy! Careful
3: there.
13: Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: <laughs>
13: I do but, love you know, the
3: the portal players. By the way, a lot of these guys that are doing their transfer announcements. Put. Hail state for life, or ball except for, for life, year. or whatever. Except, it's like if except you for next year, for life, then where are you going? Yeah, well, you know. What do you mean for life? It's not even for next season. D- did yeah. you die?
5: <laughs> so, but that being said, you know Heath and Makai Polk. That's it. That's all that you're losing now. You know, for Polk, in Polk's case, obviously that's a lot of production. But you know, some of the things we've been saying about Will Rogers. About how, you know, if you're a quarterback in this offense, you're just going to throw for 4,000 plus yards. It's just the nature of the beast. Sort of the same thing with the receivers, too, right? I don't know who there is, but somebody on the roster next year is going to catch between 80 and 100 passes. The leading receiver on this team. Now, who's that going to be? I don't know. Jaden Wally, Ra Ra Thomas, Tulu Griffin. I don't know the answer to that, but it's going to be somebody.
1: I agree with you. I don't think
2: you can belittle, though, the production of those two guys because you're talking about 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the production that Will Rogers had through the air. So if mm-hmm. it's going to be Jaden Wiley and Tulu Smith, and could very well be... Tulu Griffin. Tulu Griffin, sorry. T- I, Tulu Smith. I, I do the Tulu Smith-Tulu Griffin interchangeable thing all the time. I cover him. state that you're not alone. You're not alone. For, for, forgive me for that.
10: Mm-hmm.
2: But but think about what has to be different. Jaden Wiley's got to return to the form of the last half of his freshman year because he never yeah. got to that form this year. Had some touchdown catches, but there was no consistent production from him. And with Tulu Griffin, you got to get the guy on the field and get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much, how much did we talk about that throughout the course of the season where you look and you're like, we see on special teams what he is capable of when he touches the football. Why do you not have him on the field? Well, maybe the answer was because you had other guys that were producing and it was a numbers game, What, whatever it was. But if somebody's going to fall into that category that you were just talking about of 80 to 100 catches and 1,000 yards receiving or 800 yards <coughs> receiving and somewhere between 7 and 10 touchdowns, and it's one of those two guys. It is a massive step forward from what they did this year on the field. And while I would agree with that, I mean,
5: what, what look at the stats from Makai Polk the year before at Cal. Not not the same offense, obviously, but nobody knew who Makai Polk was. Nobody would have said preseason he was going to break every MSU receiving record for a single season. So you know, I think I think what's in the cards is this: Rah Rah Thomas is going to change positions to the Z. He was an X last year. So was Tulu Griffin. So was Malik Keith. I think Tulu Griffin will probably start the year as that starting X receiver, and then you'll have Wally and Austin Williams in the slot. Jameer Calvin, who I don't, I don't know if we mentioned it, we, we were sort of talking about it, but is returning, so he's there in the slot as well. And then you'll figure out the young guys, the Teddy Knox, the uh, the Antonio Harmon. What does Marquez Dorch give you in year one? Your two transfers, Jordan Mosley and Justin Robinson, what are they going to be able to give you uh, in year one? We'll see. One thing's for sure, State has nine receivers on campus right now that were four stars in at least one recruiting service. I mean, that's more than they've ever had in the history of the – that might be more receivers in total four stars than they've ever had in the history of the program. So they've got the talent there. Mike Leach is a co- is a coach who knows how to find those guys and, and get them the ball. So I, I expect a lot of production from Mississippi State. Listen,
2: but you had the question, obviously, of it's great to have all the skill positions, but – yeah, so, so the, the but is, what are you going to do up front? That's something Jason right. mentions as, as well. Charles Cross is either going to be in Philadelphia or Baltimore or Seattle or Arizona or Minnesota or somewhere like that, protecting an NFL quarterback's blindside. Unbelievable year. Mm-hmm.
3: Rhett Lashley didn't have a great year. Scott. Sometimes it was downright bad. Rhett Lashley may have also had a bad year, but I haven't looked at the stats. Scott Lashley. I'm just going to keep on doing it. Man. it, it where was I'm
2: R- just going
5: to keep on screwing it up. He was at uh, SMU, wasn't he? That's right. I don't know if now, Brett Lashley's numbers would have been
2: a lot worse at right tackle than Scott Lashley's work. But no, the, the point Against I mean, Sam Williams, they wouldn't have been much worse. We remember that last game where Sam Williams abused Scott Lashley. And there were other mm-hmm. points this year where we were like, well, the penalties. But he was a starting right tackle that started every game. In the SEC, and there was experience there. And so you got to replace that. And while some would say, well, I mean, you can plug anybody in there and it'll be better than it was, eh, the bowl game doesn't necessarily point to that being true. And you got to replace Charles Cross. Yeah. Yeah, there are a I- bunch of receivers, a bunch of talented receivers. You got skill in the backfield, you got skill at quarterback and numbers returning at quarterback. Mm hmm. How are they going to get better on the offensive offensive line? You should be good in the middle,
5: you know, with Cole Smith and LaQuinston Schrock coming back for another year is a big boost for Mississippi State. But then at tackle, you're right. I think, you know, if you go back and watch the Egg Bowl, Sam Williams, yeah, dominated Scott Lashley. Then State makes a change and puts Cam Jones out there, and I thought he did a much better job on Williams. So Cam Jones is probably going to go to right tackle and then left tackle. I mean, if Percy Lewis can't get it done, the JUCO transfer that both State and Ole Miss were hot after, then I don't know. Then you're going to have a big problem. You need that kid to come in and be good in the spring and be ready to go. You're not going to. Re- you can't replace Cross
2: all the way, but you got to at least be serviceable to good there this year. All I know is Rhett Lashley and Tolu Griffin and Tulu Smith were some good players. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I don't even know if I got it right that time. Trying to mess it up and intentionally. Let's talk college baseball. We'll do that with Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball when we come out. Preseason top 25 is out. Both Mississippi State and Ole Miss are in the top five of D1 Baseball's top 25. We'll get to that next.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 61. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 47. Your Wednesday brings a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 72. And a look into Thursday, mostly cloudy skies, high near 40 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
15: you mind your own business.
2: Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean?
15: No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations.
5: I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems.
15: You know, I hear people lease can help.
5: How can they help?
15: People lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resource
0: If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com.
16: I'm J.T. Mitchell, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. On Tuesday, Governor Tate Reeves voiced his opinion on the House's plan to repeal the state income tax. The first-term governor said that he's encouraged with the bill, but he isn't in favor of raising taxes in other areas.
9: To their credit, the the House has made some some real progress there, and, and, and I commend them for it. I continue to believe that we can eliminate the income tax without raising other people's taxes. The Mississippi Tax
16: Freedom Act of 2022, which passed the House with a 96-12 to 12 vote, would phase out the income tax while raising the sales tax from 7% to 8.5%. Reeves referred back to his executive budget recommendations, where he proposed a five-year phase-out of his own.
9: Uh, what I have proposed is, is that we we cap increases in spending for every year after this year uh, by 1.5% so that government cannot grow more than 1.5% per year, and the overage every single year thereafter um, uh, above that 1.5% cap it goes to the elimination of the income tax. Hello, I'm Will Noble from Ward, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farm of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please, make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
1: you hear me? It's Richard. Yeah, I, I got you, Richard. you hear me? Go. Yeah, man. Good. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Last week, we got to visit with Kendall Rogers for the first time leading into the college baseball season. We've actually got stuff to talk about, not just like kind of in-the-cloud stuff like we had last week with Kendall. As Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball joins us this afternoon, the day that the D1 Baseball preseason top 25 is unveiled and it certainly has a Mississippi flavor in the top five. With Mississippi State checking in at number four and Ole Miss at number five. Texas is number one, and there are not a lot of question marks with Texas. But, uh, Aaron, I can't help but look at this and go, okay, Arkansas, they lost cops and Wicklander, and they're number two. Vandy's at number three, and they lost Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. Mississippi State at number four. Everybody that basically started a game last year is gone. And for Ole Miss, Hoagland and Nikhazy are both gone. And yet those teams are two, three, four, and 5. How does that happen?
17: Well, I think it tells you a lot, first of all, about the, the quality of the returning position players that all those teams have. And I felt like a broken record, you know, writing up these teams and talking about how, you know, Mississippi State could be the best Offense in the country, and Arkansas could be the best offense in the country, and Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, all these teams, exceptional groups of position players. Uh, the big key is can they live up to their talent on the mound because they're all unproven, all those those teams. Uh, but the talent is there on the mound. That's the thing. I mean, and you've seen flashes of it uh, for all four of those teams. You look at Arkansas with Peyton Paulette and, and you know uh, Jackson Wiggins. Those are two huge arms. Those could be top ten picks, you know, if they click. And you throw one of the best freshman lefties in the country in the mix, also. I mean. I feel like they've got, they've got the depth there. They've got potentially a really good frontline group, but they need to prove it. And, uh, the same goes for Vanderbilt, you know, with Patrick Riley and, uh, Christian Little and, and the freshman Carter Holton. I mean, all these guys have big, big time talent. I mean, every one of these arms we're talking about, uh, could be a very high pick and, and an All-American, but let's see it now. And so obviously we're, we're placing some faith in that. Uh, we've seen these teams in the fall. We, we've seen the talent. Uh, we believe the, the maturation with all these guys, uh, is coming along.
2: So let's zero in on Mississippi State and Ole Miss for a couple of minutes. With Mississippi State, one of the uh, most fascinating things to watch going into this year is the transition for Landon Sims for shutdown. I mean, you, you call your frontline starter your ace, and Will Bednar certainly was that. But if there was a secondary ace that comes at the end of the game, it was Landon Sims. But he's going to make the transition to the front of the rotation. What's that going to look like in your mind?
17: I think he's going to do great, you know, and and you don't see a lot of guys make that transition successfully in their third year. Usually if you've been, you know, a bullpen guy for two years, uh, you know, very often we see – Teams kind of promise the guy, "Hey, we're going to give you a chance to start," and then three weeks in the season they pull the plug. You know, I remember back in the day with Matt Price in South Carolina, one of the best closers in the country. I uh, didn't sign as a, as a junior, and they're like, "Hey, come on back! You know, we'll let you start. It'll be great." And, and three weeks into the season, he's back in the bullpen. You know, it's just you see that all the time. Wouldn't shock me if that happened here, but I think Sims is a little bit of a different animal. Uh, he's been extended before. We saw that even right out of the gate last year at that tournament of Globe Life. I mean, he, you know, he struck out a bunch of guys, who were five plus innings, and it was dominant um you know in Omaha you see him you see him work a few innings at a time i think he's actually better suited for this because uh, chris Lamonis has always said he doesn't necessarily bounce back that great you know from one day to the next he's not like one of those rubber arm guys that you roll out every day he needs more time to recover and uh, i think if you build him up as a starter you let him you know go eight innings or seven as much as you can get out of him on a friday uh, he may be better suited for that than coming back and pitching twice in a weekend so um you know even though he hasn't really shown you a third pitch to this point in college is basically fastball slider. Yeah, those two pitches are just so dominant that I don't even think he necessarily needs that third pitch. I'm, I'm sure he'll be working on it, uh, but I think he can dominate just fine as a starter without it.
2: Is the development plan that we've seen Chris Limonis use with pitchers beneficial here? In that a, I, mean, I, I feel like he, maybe more even than a lot of other coaches nationally, doesn't push guys early in the season. You, you might have, talking about Landon Sims here, he might go four innings and look, unhittable, and he's done after four innings. And it might be like that for three or four weeks before they stretch him out to five or six or seven. Does that help in this transition?
17: Yeah, I think so. No question. And and you're right. They've done a really good job of that historically. Scott Foxhall, uh, one of the best pitching coaches in the country, and uh, they, they take care of their guys, and they do build them up slowly, like I think all smart programs do. Um, I mean, it would be, there's no reason to run a guy out there for seven innings on opening day. Uh, and you see it from time to time, and it makes me cringe whenever I see it because uh, it's just so much smarter to build them up gradually. And, uh, yeah, I do think for a guy making the transition from the back end to the front, um, that process will be beneficial for him.
2: All right, so let's let's switch gears from Starkville to Oxford. Derek Diamond is a known commodity, didn't really pitch in the fall, wanted to try and get him back to 100% and, and healthy. Can he be a front-of-the-rotation guy that is a week-in, week-out, consistent arm for Mike Bianco?
17: He's definitely got the stuff. You know, it's not a question of the stuff; it's a question of the command and the pitchability and, and the consistency. And that's the piece that we we haven't quite seen from him. You know, you've seen flashes of real excellence. Uh, he can blow you away with the fastball, uh, you know, breaking ball. He's got he's got feel for four pitches that are all good. Um, thing is, I don't necessarily know that they need him to be the dude dude the way Mississippi State's really counting on Landon Sims to be the dude dude. Like if that that plan doesn't work out, uh, I kind of changes the dynamic for Mississippi. State. But in Ole Misses' case, I think they've got other guys who could step into that. You know, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference really between Diamond and uh, maybe a Drew McDaniel or, or a Jack Washburn, the, the Oregon State transfer, or even John Gaddis. You know, I know he's not, he doesn't have that track record in a major conference, but uh, his numbers last year at A&M Corpus Christi were fantastic and uh, he can really pitch. You know, I, I was in there in the fall and, and uh, walked away very impressed with his polish and, and it's, you know, it's lefty that has stuff and has feel. So between those four guys, I think you got a lot of options and they could shuffle them in any different order
2: you know maybe because it's his background as a, uh, a catcher and the way that he's worked with pitchers it feels like mike bianco almost gets the benefit of the doubt that he's going to figure it out with his rotation even if are question marks going into the season a lot of times it's like well there's some holes in the lineup and are they going to figure that out when you look one through nine there's not much in terms of a hole in this ole miss lineup
17: it's crazy. You know, I thought last year, um, I remember seeing him play against Vanderbilt, you know, in, in Oxford. and You know, they're playing, they're facing Jack Leiter and Kamar Rocker, these elite talents, and Riley and all these guys for, for Vandy. And, uh, I mean, just the way that Ole Miss took apart those guys was, was pretty impressive. And at that point, I, I thought they were already one of the best offenses in the country. And they kind of carried it through after they lose Hoagland. I think they rode the offense, really, uh, in Nikhazy, um, you know, to a super regional. But, yeah, you got everybody back from that. I mean, every notable piece is back and, you know, theoretically, Elko would be better with uh, uh, two functioning ACLs. I don't know. I mean, maybe (laughs) maybe just one is the key for him, but uh, uh, he was awfully good last year down the stretch without it, but boy, I mean, you know, getting him back to full strength and um, another year of development for for Jacob Gonzalez, who was already a first-team All-American and TJ McCants, who just came, you know, I wouldn't say came out of nowhere because he was a big-time recruit, but uh, to come off the bench when injuries struck and then become a regular center fielder when he was a, a an infielder by trade. Um, that aptitude that he showed was pretty special. And Mike Bianco said this fall he thinks he to be a superstar.
2: I was going to ask you about McCants because it was clear that there was a development process that had to happen for him in center field. You saw flashes of athletic ability, but then you watched, you're like, ooh, that's a terrible route that he took to that ball, or the arm strength's not there. Do you see growth with McCants from freshman to sophomore?
17: Yeah, I think both those observations are spot on. You know, he, he was not really a center fielder last year, and they just had to throw him out there. And, you know, he, he got by, but it wasn't always pretty. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do think that he's made, from what I understand, he's made some progress. I mean, my, my look, it was only one day in the fall, but I thought he did a pretty good job out there. You know, made a, a nice player, too, that stood out. Um, But uh, it's just reps, you know, like anything else. I mean, you, you play shortstop your whole life. You don't always pick up a new spot instantly. I think you'll be better in year two out there.
2: Give me the guy not named Logan Tanner that you think pops the most in Mississippi State's lineup. Oh boy,
17: that's, uh, that's a good one. Kellum Clark comes to mind. I mean, I'm really, I'm really in on that one. Um, I, I think Hunter Hines is a freshman and, and I don't necessarily know, uh, where he fits. You know, is he, he play first base some? Does he play DH? I mean, you got Luke Hancock who's got a great track record. Uh, but I love Hunter Hines, man. That guy, I think it's going to be a very special bat. Big time power. And I think, uh, the swing works. And, uh, as a freshman, look for him to do big things.
2: Last thing for you, you got a minute left. You do not have Southern Miss in the preseason top 25. How close were they to being mm. in that poll?
17: Really wanted them in, man. Uh, it's, that one hurt. There, there were, there were 10 teams at the back, um, that we really wanted to, to rank and there just, there's enough room. But for them, you, you take away Powell and you take away Stanley at the rotation. I mean, that's the only thing is they have to answer that question mark. Uh, who, who's going to be the front line? arms but I mean the day I was there this, this fall, you know, I think I saw twelve guys that they're running out there and, and I walked away thinking, they got enough. They got enough arms. Just a matter of, you know, can these guys be extended and, and, and kind of prove to be workhorse starters. But there's a lot of veterans back there. I mean for me they were they were team twenty six. Uh you know, they were right right there. Yeah.
2: Aaron, great to visit with you. Look forward to doing it throughout the course of the season. You guys are great as always. We'll talk soon.
17: All right, Richard, you got it.
2: Aaron Fitt from D1Baseball.com. You can check out the top 25. We'll look at the entire top 25 when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. Dance and
18: dance.
4: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Look for delays northbound on 55. An accident has the two right lanes blocked at Fortification Street that exit 96C. That's northbound 55. An accident two right lanes are blocked at Fortification. Elsewhere, things looking fairly decent so far. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best for us to you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353- 5217. Start off the new year with explosive savings our New Year celebration
19: at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com with zero down. Pay only $2.89 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4 ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new Lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right. A lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings. During our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896 9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit for details.
20: Calling all coffee lovers. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Don't worry, you're not dreaming. Because when we say unlimited, we mean unlimited. Unlimited boosts all day long. Unlimited smells of your favorite aroma. Unlimited sips of premium hot and iced coffees. Sign up on our app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar meet fantastic. Plus tax. First free month limited time offer. Restrictions apply. For complete details, visit www.panerabread.com slash unlimited sip club. Stop.
21: David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 601-594-8977. That's 601-594-8977 now. Jake Mangum here.
12: During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care. With many in rural areas having no access at all, Mississippi's archaic laws force MPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the
0: Mississippi Association of nurse practitioners
14: to all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi
1: 97.3 right here let's go back and now back to the- back to the sports this is sports talk mississippi so let's get rolling on super talk mississippi
2: There and fit from D1 baseball. So Texas, the preseason number one team after going 50 and 17 a year ago, finishing last season ranked third in the country. Arkansas, who um, had a disappointing finish to its season, preseason number two. Vanderbilt, three. Mississippi State, four. Ole Miss, five. First Pac 12 team is Stanford at six. Then it's Oklahoma State at seven. First Big 12 team to be ranked. LSU with a, an influx of faces from Arizona and some returning studs. Checks in at number 8. Selly's team down in Gainesville, the Florida Gators at 9. Then it's NC State at number 10. You remember how their season finished. Florida State, 11. Got bounced in the Oxford Regional last year. East Carolina, 12. Notre Dame, 13. Then Texas Tech, then Arizona. Georgia checks in at 16 after finishing last year unranked. TCU in its first year without um, Jim Schlossnagel as its head coach. Kirk Sarluis taking over, preseason number 17. Oregon State at 18. Tennessee, who finished last year at number 6, starts the season at 19. Then it's UC Irvine, Georgia Tech, Dallas Baptist, Duke. Mississippi State's opening weekend opponent, Long Beach State at 24. And the Miami Hurricanes at 25.
5: Eight of the top 20. In the SEC. Six of the top ten.
3: You you did say the top five. <laughs> something yeah, that I really disagree with, though. <clears throat> okay. You said Arkansas' season last year had a disappointing finish. Well, I enjoyed Arkansas it. Fans. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was fantastic. It, it was a about. lot of fun from from this perspective, so I don't know what you're talking about. Also, you had
5: that whole interview and you could have just gotten it out of the way, but you didn't say reigning national champions. So oh. I got him i got to throw it in now. You could have well, saved your hand trouble.
13: And you mentioned
3: yeah. the SEC team's ranked. Well, who's number one? Also <laughs> an SEC team. Soon-to-be SEC technically. member Texas. Technically. And yeah. softball's even more dominant. So when Texas and Oklahoma joined softball, it, you, everybody thinks that baseball is the SEC's most dominant sport, not named football, because it's a lot deeper in baseball, no doubt. Softball is even worse. It's a gauntlet. Like, it's not even a benefit to the league anymore. It's like, all of these teams are elite. This sucks every weekend.
10: Yeah. You're
5: going to have, I mean, you know, because Vanderbilt doesn't play it, but you're going to have 15 NCAA tournament teams out of the SEC yeah. in a couple of years. That, that's
2: it's coming. Insane. They'll all make it. It's insane. Yeah. You know what else is insane, though? Kind of what I opened with, with um, with Aaron Fit. Arkansas loses Kevin Cops. who was Unbelievable. And they lose their left-handed starter, Patrick Wicklander. And yet they're preseason number two. Vanderbilt loses what some people wanted to convince you was the best one-two punch in the history of college baseball. It was not. But people wanted to convince you that in Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. Mississippi State loses its entire weekend rotation. And they're preseason number four. Ole Miss loses its two frontline starters, interchangeable aces with Hoagland and Nikazy, and they're number five. That's insane.
5: I mean, you know that they've recruited well, and like and like Aaron said, the the, the offense is there. I mean, for state, state returns three guys who hit double digit home runs last year, and Kellum Clark is probably going to be joining that ranks. Brad Cumbas, now that he's full-time baseball, I could see him being a double-digit home run guy. Between those five guys, and that's Cumbas, Clark, uh, Hancock, Tanner, and Cameron James, you're probably getting 60 to 70 home runs.
2: Logan Tanner had 15 home runs and 53 ribbies. Hancock had 10 and 63. The grad transfer, R.J. Yeager from, Mm where did he come from? Uh, Mercer. Mercer, I'm sorry. The Bears. Mm -hmm. He had 13 home runs and 50 driven in. Mm -hmm. Cameron James, 12 home runs, 61 ribbies, and 20 stolen bases last
3: year. He could take a huge leap this year. And benefit of the doubt needs to be applied here too, right? When is the last time Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss have not been high level uh, with starters on Friday and Saturday?
5: For Arkansas, it was 16. Well, the rest of those schools, I don't know. Maybe eighteen, and even then, 18, You had Connor Pilkington and Ethan Small for state,
3: yeah. who you know ended up being a first round pick. So that that should apply here, right? Until proven otherwise, you have a set of data points that shows you that even though you don't know who they are yet, Arkansas is going to pitch it well. Vanderbilt's going to pitch it well because, well, scholarships and stuff. Old Miss is going to pitch it well, and State's going to pitch it well.
5: These programs are like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and football. You can just rely on them at this point. They're going to be good. Now, could they? one of them slip and finish ninth, 10th, not make the College World Series? Sure. Probably one of them will. But they're all going to be good all year long. You don't want to play
3: them.
2: Ole Miss with three players returning with double-digit home runs from a year ago. Tim Elko had 16 with 55 ribbies. Kevin Graham had 14 with 56 driven in. Jacob Gonzalez is a freshman, 12 with 55 home runs. And then you got three more guys that hit seven. Hayden Dunhurst, Justin Bench, and Hayden Leatherwood. That's some dudes that can swing it. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to and Florida Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals, professionals at Barone Street Pros. Online
22: at BaroneStreetPros.com. I'm Steve Rappaport. Prosecutors in Southern California filing vehicular manslaughter charges against the driver of a Tesla on autopilot that crashed into another car in 2019, killing two people.
15: While the charges don't mention autopilot, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says autopilot was being used in this car at the time. Attorneys involved in such cases say it appears to be the first time someone's been charged with a felony while using such widely used, partially autonomous technology.
22: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Senate Democrats trying again to advance voting rights legislation, but the measure is doomed to fail without Republican support. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Senate Democrats are under no illusion that we face difficult odds, especially when virtually every Senate Republican, every Senate Republican is staunchly against legislation protecting the right to vote. Republicans argue states should set their own election laws. America is listening to Fox News.
16: I'm JT Mitchell and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act is heading to the House after being passed by the Senate. Speaker Pro Tem Jason White told us on Tuesday that he believes the House vote will reflect the Senate's forty-six to five count. If that turns out to be the case, the bill will ultimately be veto-proof.
9: I think in we'll House. see a similar type vote in the House, but but more so than veto-proof. I think it's I think the vote totals in the Senate and what you'll see in the House will be a reflection of the bill and the fact that so much has gone into it yeah. um, on, on the on the concerns of, of not only the governor but all of us, myself included.
16: White also added that he believes the governor will be happy with the final product. And Senator Roger Wicker recently met with Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky as Russia invading Ukraine seems to be possible. Wicker and six other senators assured Zelensky that the U.S. will continue to further military buildup along the border. As tensions rise, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken plans to visit with leaders of both Ukraine and Russia later this week. For more on these stories, connect with us at supertalk.fm.
14: The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4. And if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
1: After a winter storm hits your propane-fueled home, look for the following safety stops. Power lines standing strong. Gas lines and tanks in place and undamaged. Chimneys, flues, and gas pipes, meters,
16: regulators, and vents clear of snow and ice. Clear away ice and snow very carefully. High winds can shift snow and ice, creating hazardous situations by covering equipment. If you notice anything unusual, leave and have the property checked by a qualified service technician before returning. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Mississippi State Department of Health has reported 22,456 more cases of COVID-19. The four-day total, which covers January 14th through 17th, brings the state's total number of cases up to 657,084. This was the first report since last week when Mississippi saw its single-day total record broken three times. Over the last 17 days, the state has seen over 100,000 confirmed cases, which doesn't include rapid tests taken at home. Dr. Thomas Dobbs recently said the state's health care system is being flooded with hospitalizations. If we look at what's going
22: on with our cases and hospitalizations, although it does cause a less severe illness because of the remarkable number of cases cases we have, we are seeing a massive increase in the number of new hospitalizations, putting increasing strain upon our healthcare system and overloading our ICU systems.
16: As of Thursday, 1,365 people in Mississippi were hospitalized with COVID-19. Total hospitalizations peaked at 1,667 during the Delta wave. For all of your COVID-19 news, find us at supertalk.fm. I'm J.T. Mitchell.
13: When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit slash business.
14: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
1: If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You
22: like this show, huh? Yeah.
1: Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Fast first hour on this Tuesday, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. Great to be with you in the Pearl River Resort studio. Spend with our friend Mac Ingle from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, longtime columnist there, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us and talk some uh, some Dallas Cowboys and perhaps some Zach Evans, who uh, reportedly was uh, in class today at, uh, at Ole Miss. So we'll get to that coming up in, uh, in just a minute. Um disappointment with the Dallas Cowboys. That's the way this one ends. And uh Mac obviously with Dak Prescott as the quarterback, there are a ton of people in Mississippi that either have been Cowboys fans or are more recent Cowboys fans because of Dak Prescott. How much of the um how much of the blame, because it's not all of the blame, how much of the blame falls at number four's feet for uh for Sunday?
6: It's a good question. Uh I think one of the things that he's done really well, and I credit I give a lot of credit to him, is he's curried uh, a lot of goodwill because he's such a good guy. And I'm, I know people in Mississippi are familiar with that because of his long career there at Mississippi State. But he's, he's treated people respectfully. Uh, he's been a pro. He's just been a really decent guy. And he's played really well. I mean, he, You can't obviously – you're not going to get these kinds of good feelings if you don't play well, but he has played really, really well. And then obviously he was a tremendously sympathetic figure last October when he tore up his – I guess two Octobers ago now when he tore up his his ankle. And when he came back, when he he came back in week one against Tampa, he looked amazing. And from week one until he threw that game-winning touchdown pass at New England, he was he was an MVP candidate. He looked so good. I mean, he was throwing darts, he was throwing dimes, he was throwing passes that you thought, holy cow, we haven't seen anybody around here make those kind of passes since Troy Aikman. Not Romo, Troy Aikman. He was just so accurate. Then he suffered that injury. He had a two week break because they gave him they had to the buy, and then they had the week off uh that they gave him a week off against Minnesota that they won on Sunday night with Cooper Rush. And he wasn't the same. Now, there are a lot of injuries in between there. You got the ankle, you got two surgeries, you had the shoulder injury, then you had the calf injury. And I want to believe that the injuries led to his erratic performance from week seven through, I guess, Sunday. But you ask a good question. How much of this is on him? It's a quarterback league. Every, all of the rules have gone towards the quarterback. And he didn't play very well on Sunday. He didn't. And there are extenuating circumstances. The line wasn't very good. But the bottom line is that defense gave the offense a chance to, to take the lead twice in the fourth quarter. And they didn't do it. That's a quarterback. And I'm sorry. As much as I like the guy and I want to see him succeed for all of the right reasons, he just flat didn't get it done. And it stinks.
2: Ezekiel Elliott, that, that contract is, ugh. I mean, you talk talking about one that, that, that feels like it's just a um, a burden, a, a yoke around the neck yep. of, of kind of the Cowboys, but I guess they felt like they had to do it. Is it injuries there? Is there something else? Because I think yeah. back to that first year when the offensive line was so good and he was so incredibly dynamic and how that helped Dak Prescott, For and sure. yet now it's like there's no running game.
6: There's not, and the line's not very good. Tyron Smith, the left tackle, is not the same anymore, and they've got a decision to make. The, the interior of the line, other than really Zach Martin, uh, wasn't was erratic. They're living that offensive line is living off past performance, and Zeke Elliott suffered a, a an injury uh, in October, and he played through it. Suffered a torn PCL, which you know I talked to a sports sports orthopedic surgeon today, and basically he said he's going to.
2: Well, it froze up. We'll see if we can get uh, Mac back. He's columnist at the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, covers the uh, the Dallas Cowboys and everything in the, uh, in the Metroplex, including some college football. We're going to ask him if we're able to get that reconnected and uh, try one more time about Zach Evans, the former TCU running back who had kind of a wild journey to TCU to start his college career and now... Finds another landing spot in Oxford. If we're able to uh, reconnect, we good there, Borky, or no? Not working. Uh, not working. So we'll uh, we'll try and finish that up on the uh, the phone here in just a second. Sports talk, Mississippi, with you streaming. at Super Talk. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us on the Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. That's how you can be a part of the conversation. I think we've got Mac back. You froze up for a second, Mac, so if you just kept I've, talking for the last 30 seconds, I got I no did. idea It was really saying.
6: good, too. I'm, I'm sure it sure was. It was really good. It was the best stuff I've ever had. I saw that. I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of this Zoom crap. Because every time you think oh, I've got a good connection, i here, I've got it, then you get betrayed, and then you all and you get frozen in the worst position. It's like, yep. and that's how you get stuck. So I apologize. Borky took care of you. He at least took your your Thank picture
2: you. off the frame and has now pulled you back up. <laughs> you. I, I don't know entirely where you went there, other than to just maybe just in thirty seconds. What do the Cowboys do about Zeke?
6: I need to have to bring him back. I mean, his contract is such. I think his number is $13 million next season. It's guaranteed. He's going to come back. They're going to give it another shot. Uh, And I would imagine you'll probably see a little bit more Tony Pollard. Uh, But this is not a guy who's ever been a starter, Tony Pollard. So what I would imagine you'll see is they're going to try to do the same thing they did last last season where don't have him do anything in training camp, don't have him do anything in the offseason, and let him go in week one and just hope for the best. He's still a, a game pro He probably still has some good games left in him, but we're never going to see that player that we saw from two years ago. That guy's gone.
2: How badly do Cowboys fans want to see somebody besides Mike McCarthy patrolling the sideline as the head coach?
6: Oh, I think right now they'd they'd like to see you in there as a head coach. They'd take anybody. They they have this dream scenario where Sean Payton comes back to Texas. I'd give it a shot for the record. Well, yeah, right. right. I mean – I, my, yeah, right. I know you love your job. You're great at what you do, but still, head coach of the Cowboys. You know, I always hear, I've covered this team for now, about 15, 18 years. And I always hear, oh, this guy wants a job. That guy, they all want to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Every single one of them. Every player coming out of college wants to play for the Cowboys. They all want to do it. They're not going to fire Mike McCarthy. They're just not. They went 12 and 5, and they won the NFC East, and they hosted a playoff game. That usually gets a guy an extension, not a pink slip. And this is the first time they've made the playoffs since the 2018 season. You know, I think from, a, from 35,000 feet, Richard, you would say, well, the Cowboys had a pretty nice year. And they did. But once you get in the weeds on it, you would say, whoa, wait a minute. They didn't really beat any good teams. They didn't. But they, they beat the teams they beat. And they, their finish was troublesome. And their playoff game was so bad. Every home team in NFL opening wildcard weekend won this weekend. Mm-hmm. But the Cowboys, and they have a lot of questions just like every team does in the offseason. You're going to have about 30% roster turnover. You're going to lose some really good players, and you're going to have to hope that Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy uh, can can do can do differently in 2022, what they didn't do in 2021. Reality of it is last time the Dallas Cowboys made the playoffs in consecutive seasons was 2006 and 2007. The last time the Dallas Cowboys, I've written this down. The last time the Dallas Cowboys, uh, made one 10 games in consecutive years was 95, 96. The last Dallas Cowboys head coach to make the playoffs in consecutive years was Chan Gailey in 97 and 98 that's how long it's been and what the Cowboys are up against to repeat the kind of season that they just had here in 2022. In fairness,
2: those other five teams didn't have the sun in their face like the Cowboys did.
6: The, oh, my God. I mean, the sun. <laughs> and remember this. Remember this. The officials were out to get them. Yeah. The officials. Yeah. It's the officials' fault. In fact, I don't know why you didn't ask me about that. Why do the NFL officials and the NFL hate the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know. I can't answer that, but it's clearly, they obviously did.
2: We've got a minute and a half left, which is not nearly enough time to get really deep into Zach Evans. There were some people in Mississippi that uh, thought you were a clown for the column that you wrote. I, I'm not really sure what <laughs> you wrote that like just really rankled people's feathers so much. Neither do I. You, you saw him at TCU. Yeah, He's a different kind of spirit, if you will. What's Ole Miss getting in Zach Evans?
6: Really talented player. I mean... I, I mean, look, he was the highest-rated running back and I think the highest-rated recruit coming out of high school uh, for a long time. But if you go back and look at his recruiting process, it's a lot of drama, mama crap. And it didn't really end when he went to college. I mean, look, this was a guy who was suspended, suspended for the state championship game by his high school coach. That doesn't just happen. And he had been suspended for a previous game in his senior year. We're not talking about – some, some bad player. We're talking about one of the best players in the United States is suspended by his high school coach. Then he goes, he goes to Georgia, right? Now go back and look. Is I'm just basing all this off of what I've talked people I talked to at TCU and his recruiting process. Yeah, it's a lot of drama, mama stuff. He goes to Georgia. He's there for like a week, and Georgia says, "You know what? Go be good someplace else." They let a five star recruit out the door. Now it's Georgia, so you can do that. But it's still, you're like, you're not talking about some nobody. You're talking about one of the best players in the United States. You're like, ah, you go, like, you go be good someplace yeah. else. TCU takes him, and he's pretty good, and he's super talented. But I kept hearing the same thing. Great kid, goes to class, has good grades, and there's just a lot of noise. So I expect you to see Richard at Ole Miss in Oxford. Good player, touchdowns, and drama.
2: We'll see how it all plays out. Mac, thanks for your time. Great, as always, to visit with you.
4: It's good seeing you, Richard. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Well, for the most part, looking pretty good. The accident on 55 northbound just before the waterworks is cleared up. No other major problems to speak of at the moment. Just your typical after-school traffic. Buckle up and drive safe. This update is brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refinance your auto loan, home loan, or apply for low-interest signature loans at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
20: Calling all coffee lovers. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Don't worry, you're not dreaming. Because when we say unlimited, we mean unlimited. Unlimited boosts all day long. Unlimited smells of your favorite aroma. Unlimited sips of premium hot and iced coffees. Sign up on our app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar meet fantastic. Plus tax, first free month limited time offer. Restrictions apply. For complete details, visit www.panerabread.com slash unlimited sip club. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal
4: will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Stop.
21: David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 601-594-8977. That's 601-594-8977.
8: 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at com. That's com.
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi.
7: doesn't get any better than this.
1: On Super Talk Mississippi
2: and Mac Engel joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, at the Mississippi Farm Bureau. If you missed any of those conversations, you can go back and get them on demand at supertalk.fm via podcast. work, you may cut those up and make them available through... Our is it the Super Talk or the Sports Talk YouTube page?
3: Super Talk, all encompassing. Now there's playlist options too, unless you want to hear all about medical marijuana debates. Marijuana. Uh, just go to the YouTube channel and then find the Sports Talk playlist, and you'll get a handful of things I cut every day from the show in video form and uh, put them right there. I also put them on Twitter and Facebook too. So lots you, of places where you, they
13: are. You, you
2: will
3: get them. them if you are following us online in any form or fashion,
5: we need to get some. We need to get a TikTok channel going.
3: You gonna, gonna get you to do some dances?
18: Why not? I can do you
3: Jackson Mahomes over here. Uh, no. Ooh. My my question is: Have you seen the videos of, of Jackson Mahomes uh, of what he does on the sidelines and stuff? I mean, just the like. Right. Stomping on the logo. And if you guys aren't out there listening, aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, Patrick Mahomes' disappointing brother is TikTok famous. TikTok is an internet site that (laughs) got (laughs) hated. Don't do that to uh, him. He's about
2: to start coughing. He's going to be like, sorry, guys. (coughs) I can only make it an hour and a half today.
3: (coughs) Sorry. It's a social. It's a video sharing social media platform. It was just and
5: how nonchalant you dropped "disappointing" in there. It made me laugh. Oh my gosh! And uh,
3: the original I, design for the app was for people to do dances, dumb dances, dumbed, uh, dubbed over music, and it's just goofy routine dances. It's evolved from there. I mean, you've got Malcolm Reed's on there sharing barbecue recipes and stuff. It's more than just dancing, but at the root of, food, of TikTok, TikTok, I'm a big fan of it. That's what it is, is dancing. And, again, Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson has developed some kind of a following by doing really lame, goofy, awkward, uncomfortable dances, mostly on the sidelines of his more successful brother's games. Uh, He danced, did one of these dances on the uh, field-painted memorial at Washington. Is that Uh, like he used seasoning for the seasoning? Yeah. He danced in one of the dances? Uh, But on on the painted field... Uh, when Washington was doing the memorial earlier this season. On the number painted on the field, the guy's a piece of work. But my question is, what is the audience for that? Like, Are those people real? When he's got hundreds and thousands of followers on this (coughs) website, those can't be real people, right? Like, What's the audience for this uncomfortably tall and lanky, goofy weirdo doing bad dances 15 seconds at a time? How is that something that you can make money on?
5: I do have a younger brother. I mean, he's not—you know—he's not, you know, not like—he's not disappointing, though.
3: I just don't get he it when you look all three
5: of us in a fight
1: too.
3: I mean, he's making money doing this stuff, and it's terrible. Where's the audience for that? I mean, there's the same audience that—that's you know got these
5: six-year-old kids unboxing toys on YouTube, making two million dollars a year. I mean, it's just, just out there. Wait, what's that kid's name? Because my kids, are don't know, they, you don't. they've watched him. Yeah, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. They, they get, they, they make a ton of money.
2: Uh, we get a suggestion that uh, "Hey Dad, belly laughing" would be a good uh, TikTok thing. It would be a pretty good TikTok, honestly. We
5: could easily string together some clips of that.
2: But and let me get we'll, healthy first. Yeah. You know? What What about a Polk's Friday on TikTok? Again, you know,
5: if we could, if we could ever get together on a Friday and, and cook out, we need to have a a Friday show where we are doing some food kind of things happening. While we're doing the show, okay. Get, get, let's get Malcolm on the horn. Let's do something. Maybe we could do something for for Palmer Home or put something together and get some food and, and people showing up and donations and.
6: Well, yeah, just, I mean that's just all good. We could just get
2: together and cook during the show on a Friday at some point.
5: That's true too. That's true too.
2: Yeah. Uh, we need Hey Dad Rick Flair on TikTok. That's from. That's something that we could put on TikTok. Jeff and Grenada. Absolutely. Uh, supposedly, Jackson Mahomes was a good player, quit playing basketball to do TikTok. Good for him. Figured out a way to make it rain, right? Yeah. Money's money. Uh, a little bit of your reaction to the conversation with Mac Engel from Greg. Here's the bottom line on the Cowboys Jerry Jones is a control freak as long as he's making money hand over fist. It doesn't matter. Just pamper everybody while I fill up the account. True talk. Okay. Uh, James in Hattiesburg says, I think the left tackle Smith had allowed one sack going into the playoff game all year, so to say he is washed up is a bit of an exaggeration. I'm just going to be honest with you, James. I don't study the Dallas Cowboys long enough to argue with Mack over whether or not Tyron Smith is on the downside of his career or not. Um, Pollard is a uh, better player. I was hoping that that actually wasn't a typo. Pollard is a better player than Zolanograd. And then he followed it up with Zeke. I thought that was like a nickname or something.
3: So, Zolanograd is in, in yeah. a Russian city.
5: It is very close to Stalingrad, where my grandfather died in the Second World War.
3: Yeah, Zolanograd is a suburb of Moscow, the more you know. He's cold there. He's I kind of feel cold. like Apple, though, should adjust their settings because more people in America are trying to type Zeke in any form. Like, there's more than just Zeke Elliott. Like, Zeke is a name that people have here, and nobody in this country is typing Zolongrad.
2: Like, well, not one Soviet person.
5: Russia text autocorrects corrects you.
2: Uh, we get a message that says you just can't have that remote where you guys cook on a Friday at Hey Dad's house after dark. So we have and to do it during the Richard's summer. You know. Because he promised
3: lights. we got to do it during the summer. You know, yeah. there is a striking resemblance between Zalonograd and College Station, Texas.
5: Stark, very stark and full of overrated, you know, uh, disappointed people.
3: I mean, you could have told me that Ross Bjork's office is in this building that I'm looking at right here, and I'd believe you. All night long. Check, 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 check. check. <laughs> Pay him. Pay that man
2: his money. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. He beat me. That did square. Pay him. Pay that man his money. I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's been too long since I've watched it in its entirety. When he throws the Oreos, when John Malkovich throws the Oreos. It's great. Oh, so
5: good. That and the scene—the scene where uh, Mike delivers the papers to the professor, and they're playing the judges game. Ooh, and yeah. he re- he reads the whole table.
2: I love that, man. What that's does so, the judge say? What What are you? Uh,
5: can't remember. They asked. Well, Mike. there's a lot of cursing. We can't say too much. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, he, he, uh, he played himself into an internship for being able to yeah. read everybody at the table.
5: He would have if he hadn't been late to that uh, that mock trial and been unprepared.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Rounders. Also, that movie. Or you've seen Rounders, haven't you? Or no?
3: Yeah, once, but uh, it was in college, and there was a lot of alcohol consumed that night, so I don't really remember too much of it. I
5: forget. I forget the girl's name, but that's the biggest wet blanket girlfriend in the history of movies.
2: I mean, he did clean out all of their savings.
3: Yeah, but then, I mean, she just was just not a nice person. Uh, The worst movie character, I'll die on this hill, the worst character in any movie is uh, Upham on Saving Private Ryan. That is the worst character in any movie.
8: Worst character. All you had to
5: do was... Blanket girlfriend.
3: He, He let the guy go, first of all, convinced his team that, yeah, this Nazi is actually sympathetic to us, we should let him go. And then when he lets him go, you know, fast forward to the end of the movie. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out 20 years ago. uh, Just take two more steps up the stairs and your friend doesn't die, you idiot. He's the worst character. Upham, the translator, Saving Private Ryan, worst character in any movie. He's the worst. c text line, did Brian ever find an electrician?
2: I wasn't fast with that.
5: You said somebody needs to let us know and you would take care of it. You are the one that needs to get the information. Yeah. Reese asked, uh what movie we were talking about, Rounders.
3: Rounders. R- Rounders great great movie. Uh NBA referees by the way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, yeah, I I don't have this. I don't have this incorrect. This is not NFL referees. This is NBA referees. Their union. The NBRA condemns the comments by Dak Prescott condoning violence against game officials. As an NFL leader, he should know better. We encourage the NFL to take action to discourage this deplorable hate behavior in the future. Yes, that is the NBA referees releasing a statement about an NFL player's comments about NFL referees. Just getting out in front.
11: Hmm.
2: Sports talk and other things, Mississippi, Soft. with you. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad on this Tuesday afternoon. We will be right back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 61. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 47. Your Wednesday brings a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 72. And a look into Thursday, mostly cloudy skies, high near 40 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon green home solutions is a proud vip sponsor of the handyman
0: show on super talk mississippi whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran buddy slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each saturday from 10 till noon
12: when you fill your prescriptions at walgreens you can track the progress of your order in real time know the price of your prescriptions before you go to pick them up And anytime you have questions, use Pharmacy Chat to ask an expert 24 hours a day. Help with your meds from Walgreens. Side effects may include breathing a little easier because your prescription stress melted away. (sighs) Learn more on the Walgreens app.
23: This price isn't final. This is an estimated price based on your insurance coverage.
12: Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
11: This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primos here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon.
16: I'm JT Mitchell and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act is heading to the House after being passed by the Senate. Speaker Pro Tem Jason White told us on Tuesday that he believes the House vote will reflect the Senate's forty-six to five count. If that turns out to be the case, the bill will ultimately be veto-proof.
9: I think we'll see a similar type vote in the House, but but more so than veto-proof. I think it's I think the vote totals in the Senate and what you'll see in the House will be a reflection of the bill and the fact that so much has gone into it yeah. um, on, on the on the concerns of, of not only the governor but all of us, myself included.
16: White also added that he believes the governor will be happy with the final product. And Senator Roger Wicker recently met with Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky as Russia invading Ukraine seems to be possible. Wicker and six other senators assured Zelensky that the U.S. will continue to further military buildup along the border. As tensions rise, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken plans to visit with leaders of both Ukraine and Russia later this week. For more on these stories, connect with us at supertalk.fm.
1: Mississippi on super talk, Mississippi.
2: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. Family dinner has taken on a whole new meaning. We're spending more time in the kitchen and more time around the table. We're trying new things that come from places we've never been, places that perhaps we would like to go. Pork makes it possible with thousands of delicious dishes from across the world. Let pork... Be your passport for a destination that satisfies every craving. 100% real pork brought to you by America's pig farmers. Discover new flavors at pork.org slash real pork. The Big 12 is beginning its planning for splitting the division, or the splitting league into two divisions. You know, for the last handful of years, they have been a divisionless conference because they've only had 10 teams. And the NCAA does not mandate a 10 team conference be split into divisions. But if you have more than 12 teams, you are required to have divisions. And so the Big 12, operating on the assumption that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the conference for two more years and that BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF <coughs> are on the way before Texas and OU are out is exploring the possibility of splitting the league into divisions. Now, I don't know what those divisions exactly are going to look like. I would simply wager one thing. And if this doesn't happen, then the leadership is not a smart is, I mean, well, it's even less smart than I would give them credit for. They're putting Texas and Oklahoma in the same division. Right?
3: I would. I mean, but could you imagine? No
2: scenario where you split those two and let them go play each other for a Big 12 title right. you, you can't in let either that of the next yeah. two seasons, right? How no, far right
3: would that be? So two years from now, their final year in the league, Texas and Oklahoma meet in the Big Twelve Championship game,
2: <laughs> and, and their later. fans and the entire stadium chants SEC. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
5: Got two SEC championship games on SEC championship on championship Sunday, Saturday. Wow.
13: What? No, you're
5: right. That can't be allowed to happen. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta mix them up. You put Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in the same one, and Texas and. You know, TCU, I guess, or whoever you consider their biggest rival, or whatever, and you go from there.
2: No, but you have to have Texas and Oklahoma in the same division. Oh, no, you know, you don't you're stick. correct. Yeah, I'm I, I, I
5: at a brain fart there. So Oklahoma State needs to be in the division with Oklahoma and Texas, so you can keep that those two together, that, that bedlam together.
2: Okay, I'm okay with that. So does this make you believe what we? have assumed all along was not going to be the case. And that is that Oklahoma and Texas aren't leaving the Big 12 early.
5: Well, you just don't know. It's just it's just a plan. It's just a contingency plan. They want to hey, do it, and they have it in place. Plan, well, they have it in place, but if it, you know, if Texas and Oklahoma get out, they'll, they'll 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 come up with another one.
2: I'm here to Well, yes, I agree with you on that point. I'm here to tell you Nobody in the SEC office and nobody that I've talked to that is connected even remotely to Texas or Oklahoma at this point believes they're leaving early. Which is a concept that was unheard of when this story broke back in July. Oh, will they be in next season? Man, it doesn't look like it. And it's because Bob Bolsby has not budged on the exit figure of the grant of rights. We're talking about a couple of hundred million dollars if they wanted to leave early. And Texas and o- Oklahoma have been like, okay, we'll stay. We'll go eventually. We can be patient for a little while longer. We know where it's headed. We're going to make the transition to the SEC at about the same time that theoretically the college football playoff expands. It's fine. We're going to let everybody know that's where we're headed eventually. And from the SEC, I mean, there are people that are like, why doesn't the SEC just, like, front the money for them? A
3: lot of money. It's a lot of
2: money, yeah. It's a lot of money. And by the way, that new $3 billion TV deal for the SEC has not taken effect yet.
3: Yeah, sorry, and I don't find that worth it either. I mean, all of us here in this room, if you will, everybody listening and the two of you, do you care if Texas and Oklahoma join sooner than they're scheduled to? Does it? Does it? Do you
5: really care? Because I don't. I mean, I mean, I'd be interested to see how the schedules mix up and what and how the divisions or the pods or whatever they're going to do how that comes together. And you know, it'd be cool to get some new road trips in there, but yeah, it's all the same.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm like. Yeah, I'm ready for it. It would be cool.
5: Before they get
2: and Norman into the rotation for right, the first trips. time Oklahoma
5: and, and, and Texas come to Starkville and come to Oxford for conference games. That's going to be a really cool atmosphere and a
2: really cool moment.
5: But then after that, it's just the same, right?
2: You know, just another difficult game. Yeah, it's you know, in every it's sport. No,
5: no different than all. I mean, you know, it's, it, I guess it's different from like Auburn and LSU because you have history with those schools, whereas, you know, Missouri, you don't.
2: Yeah. Are you surprised that they've not been able? Hey, you know what this tells me more than anything is that the uh, the the architects of the contract that the Big Twelve drew up were good, because you can guarantee that Texas and Oklahoma. Have had lawyers going through those contracts with fine tooth combs, trying to find a loophole, trying to find an out, trying to find an ounce of leverage,
3: and they haven't found anything. I mean, really smart and high paid lawyers drew the contracts up, so yeah, you know, it wasn't like it was me in there writing this thing. I'm concerned about what. What they decide to do when they come over, though, because Ross Dellinger's last reporting on this was the room was conflicted when they talked about what to do with divisions and stuff, that some people wanted to scrap it and go to pods, some people wanted to scrap divisions altogether, some people just wanted to add Texas and Oklahoma to the West and move Auburn to the East, or something like that, it just seemed like there was a lot of opinions and no real consensus. And that concerns me because the very easy thing for them to do would be to slap Texas and Oklahoma into the West and move, I don't know, Missouri and Auburn to the East or whatever and just keep divisions and then you'll never see crossover games. It just, it'll just it take you 15 years to go to Gainesville or Athens and... Not that many fans are making those trips anymore, but one, I would love the players to get a chance to play in every stadium in their conference, but also, if you're one of those fans that does get to make the trip, Athens is a lot of fun. And if you didn't go last time State was there in 2020 and Ole Miss was there in 2012, right? You've got 12 years, 13 years, 14 years before you get to go back. Yeah. And that's that's not even a conference anymore. So that's what I'm concerned about is when they join, what are they going to do? Because if they just slap them on currently existing divisions, then that, that aspect of being a conference and playing games in Columbia, South Carolina, and in Gainesville, and Athens, in Knoxville, uh, just bring your clubs, is not going to happen that often.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case. I hope not. I mean, everything I've heard is that they're going to figure out a way to split it up so that everybody plays everybody more often. The, 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 The highest levels of leadership at the league level in Birmingham believe that the SEC needs to recalibrate its scheduling format because, to your point... It's just not healthy to have an SE, a, a, a league, a conference where you don't play everybody in the conference. Where, where you don't get one of your conference foes on your campus
3: at least every four years. And right now, the current model is once every 12 years. Once every 12 years. I mean. Using Georgia as your
2: example, what, so Ole Miss was, you said 12 when Ole Miss was in Athens? Then it was 18 in Oxford? So it'll be 24 before Ole Miss goes back to Athens? It's longer than 12 years, isn't it? Because the
5: last time State was at Florida was 10, and they don't go back until 25.
3: Well, realignment screwed all that up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, It's 12
2: years between trips to a non-permanent cross-division foe in the current scheduling model. Too long. It's not not way too long. Yeah. Chase says it sucks, but you're going to have to lose protected cross division matchups.
3: Some you can protect. You can protect some. Protect three. Well, not even cross division, but you can protect three matchups if you do the pots.
2: Have those happen every year if you go to a four-team pot. Yep. We'll be back, Sports Talk, Mississippi.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations, serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North End and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Outside of some minor congestion building up on the stack, uh, westbound on 20 at Gallatin, we're looking pretty good elsewhere. No other major problems to speak of, nothing out of the ordinary. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Smith Brothers, proudly serving the metro area since 1946.
10: an oem certified repair using certified parts if an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive we're located in clinton and richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com in america the future belongs to everyone so we built the trucks of the future for everyone
19: Accidents can happen and your next place should be Mississippi Sports Medicine Urgent Ortho Care. Our subspecialized surgeons and staff are ready to take care of your injury and get you back to peak performance. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 5 in Jackson, 8 to 7 in Flowood in Madison, and Saturday 8 to 2 in Madison. Any injury, any sport, Mississippi Sports Medicine
13: Urgent Ortho Care. Get you back in the game.
12: good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson
15: 97.3.
1: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
18: So I'm going to put you down for a while.
23: I guess
2: I got to you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. About, oh, about an hour and 10 minutes until tip off tonight. Ole Miss and Missouri. In college basketball action, that game is happening in Oxford at the Pavilion, six o'clock tip off on ESPNU. Ole Miss is a seven and a half point favorite against Missouri. Missouri all time is three and 15 against Ole Miss. They have won just one time in Oxford, one and seven all time in Oxford. And, um, Kin Palm, for what that's worth, has Ole Miss projected as a nine-point winner. I'm not being negative when I say this. I'm really not. Just kind of honest and matter-of-fact.
3: There's not going to be anybody there tonight, is there? No, and that's the thing. Uh, I, I had somebody ask me this morning, uh, you know, if they... Lose tonight, is the seat going to get hot? And I said, no, I don't think that termination is a conversation worth having even after this season, regardless of how it goes. But that's going to be something that Keith Carter is going to look at. I assume he'll be there tonight, former basketball player. He probably goes to a lot of basketball games, uh, also because it's the department that he runs. But you can't ignore empty seats. And Tuesday, 6 p.m. crowds are not particularly good ones anyway. It's hard to get people in the door in, in small southern towns that are two and a half hours from the state's biggest city. But tonight is going to be something where he's going to sit in the wherever the AD sits and look around, and you, you can't ignore that. Because it's going to be like that the rest of the season. They're, they're, yeah, then, Auburn fans aren't – I mean, not every team that you play at home for the rest of the season is going to travel like Auburn fans did. That disguised what would have been a pretty bad crowd on Saturday. You're right.
6: You're right. I mean, it's just it's
3: just true. All these people
2: are checked out on basketball. And and, and that's not – there's no editorializing there. Hey, here, Here's what I would tell you. Of the people that I know, and this is kind of locally, right? The folks that are going to games either are going regardless. It doesn't matter who the coach is, it doesn't matter what the record is. They support Ole Miss, they live locally, they're just going to the game, period. <laughs> or they're going because they've spent the money on tickets, and it's like, I've got the tickets. I'm, probably should go, or they're going out of a sense of loyalty to Kermit Davis, who is a friend. Everybody likes Kermit a lot. One of the things he talked about when he got the oldest job is the fact that he was going to be active in the community. He and his wife and his family have been fantastic for the Oxford community. They've supported everything there is to support. And we've talked about it before, right, with other coaches who don't necessarily engage their local community and don't make friends and aren't active and are hard to deal with with the movie. Those people get zero benefit of the doubt. When things go south, it's like, screw that guy, move on. the exact opposite of that is Kermit Davis everything off the court that he is needed to do he has done he win some more
5: because the opposite of what you just said is kind of true right the guy who doesn't give a crap about the community and is just a jerk but he wins to coach forever.
2: Yeah, when you're you can be a great person, but if you don't win, you got to go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I guess the point that I was making is, if you're that bad person and you fall on hard times, nobody cares. People don't care. Just kick him out the door, move on to the next guy.
3: Yeah. Well, we witnessed that front and center. We witnessed that in football in the same place. You remember some of the reaction when Matt Luke got fired? You know, Ole Miss fans away from Oxford. We're cool with it, because they they didn't have any they didn't know him you know, weren't his neighbor or whatever. But some people were hot about that.
5: And just reported by my friend John Sokoloff, Austin Crowley will not play for Ole Miss tonight.
2: Got hurt against Auburn on Saturday night. Crowley made one shot early in that ball game. Actually, seemed to be playing with a little bit better energy. So, numbers are an issue for Ole Miss. No Robert Allen. He's out for the year. Jarkel Joyner appears to be out for the year. Austin Crowley out for the time being. So, that is going to be a short rotation for this Ole Miss team tonight as they try to pick up their second SEC win with Missouri in town at the Pavilion tip off just after 6 o'clock. Sports Mississippi. We'll be right back.
1: This America is powered by Talk your tree
22: professionals, i am Steve Rappaport. Senate Democrats begin debate today on a voting rights bill that is likely to fail because no Republicans support the measure. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell.
21: This is about one party <clears throat> wanting the power
22: to unilaterally rewrite the rulebook. Of American elections. Some progressives want changes in the Senate filibuster rules to push the legislation through. Senate Democrats Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema oppose that idea. Russia sending an unspecified number of troops to neighboring Belarus for joint military drills. The move beefs up Russian military assets near Ukraine, stoking more fears of an invasion.
23: Our view is this is an extremely dangerous situation. We're now at a stage where Russia could at any point launch an attack in Ukraine.
22: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki warns of possible sanctions if Russia attacks its neighbor. Moscow denies plans to invade Ukraine. America is listening to Fox News.
18: Along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's
8: Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601 956 1030.
10: Have Smith Marine winterize your boat so it's done right.
16: See the 2022 Crest Pontoons with great Suzuki outboard warranties. Come see the pros at Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, on the Res by Main Harbor Marina in
23: Ridgeland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. State lawmakers intend to raise teacher salaries so that they're paid above the national and southeastern averages. Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tendall is hoping the legislature will do the same for law enforcement. He told us efforts to defund police across the country has had a direct impact on the number of applications coming into our state.
21: And, and then you look at inflation. Uh, somebody can go work at Hobby Lobby earning $36,000 a year. Uh, they don't have to come to work at Sunday and they don't get shot at on Friday night.
23: Starting pay for troopers is currently around 42,000. They're hoping to get that up to 50,000. If you get a call from someone claiming to be with the Biloxi Police Department and they tell you you have an outstanding warrant and need to pay a fine to prevent your arrest, don't give up any of your personal information. Biloxi Police caution that officers will never ask for bank information or wire transfers
7: for any purpose.
23: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Moderna says they're ready to test their updated COVID
10: vaccine. Fox's Evan Brown reports. Moderna warned that waning immunity from its original version could require a fourth dose in fall of this year to keep the vaccine working. So-called booster doses have been met with widespread skepticism. Moderna is also working on a combination coronavirus-influenza vaccine.
23: A dog that garnered a lot of love and support after being set on fire by a child in April 2021 is still trying to find his forever home, but he has undergone a series of skin grafts and he's still being treated at Mississippi State. That's why the Tunica Humane Society is hoping to place him with a family in the area. Some good news for crawfish lovers. Supply and demand are in sync this year with the local harvest shaping up to be a a full one As a result One pound of crawfish Will run you around Four to five dollars I'm Kelly Bennett
12: During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care, with many in rural areas having no access at all. Mississippi's archaic laws force MPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done, and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association
18: real safe. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights
19: starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices plus exclusive interviews weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm the Super Talk Mississippi app and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: Sports Talk, Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. 5 o'clock hour on this Tuesday. Thanks for being with us, Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can find them online at Dancing Rabbit Golf or visit pearlriverresort.com to find out all that is going on. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. You can do just that on the Seaspire text line. That number? 601-879-4395. If you're a parent, you already know. Your kids are online for everything. That's why C Spire is providing award-winning parental controls from Bark, and it's free. Free with any C wireless plan. Learn more at com slash Bark. Let's go back to the basketball conversation just for a second before we get to the college football fix, because there's some text from you that I think makes sense. And I'm... Had a conversation via text with a friend during the break as well. And his point was that next year, and Borky, I think you're onto something. I don't think this is a season where there's a hot seat conversation for Kermit Davis. There's probably an uncomfortable seat conversation, but it's because of losing. It's not because he's about to lose his job this year. The transfer portal is going to make or break Kermit Davis next year. And the thing is, in college basketball, it's not like reshaping a football roster, right? So Ole Miss has got a nice young nucleus with Matt Morrell and Deshaun Ruffin and Jamin Brakefield.
5: Matt Morrell, the greatest basketball player in the history of the Southeastern Conference.
2: On one particular night, right? Oh, my gosh. Unstoppable. He's been pretty good since then, though. He, yeah. he has played at a much higher level. Kermit Davis has said the biggest criticism of Matt Morrell is the fact that he doesn't rebound. He went out and got seven rebounds against Auburn on Saturday night. So he's getting better in kind of all the aspects of his game. So that's kind of your starting point. Jarkel is Do- not going to be back. I see Brooks won't be back. And Nicere Brooks has played the best of his career across three different stops at Cincinnati, Miami, and and now Ole Miss this year. But you can change the makeup of a basketball team with two or three guys. Like, completely flip it. You're probably going to have to go get those guys in the transfer portal. Which, as we know, in this day and age, means what? Means you better have your NIL ducks in a row. So we'll see where what Ole Miss is able to accomplish in in that arena. And then you had Jason who said, I can't believe Ole Miss fans are already allowed to check out, but we aren't after seven years with Ben Howland. Not that
3: you're not allowed to. Just making the observation that... Jason, uh, he's been on me about this for days. Mississippi State has meaningful basketball games being played right now. This game tomorrow against Florida is a big freaking game with tournament implications. Ole Miss has not played a tournament-implicated game this year. The two teams are having different seasons.
5: And on top of that, Mississippi State basketball fans have been checked out for the better part of a decade.
3: I'm trying to tell them to check in. Borky has been the voice of the reason. Hit the bench, guys. Your team's playing meaningful games. That's what I'm talking about. And I didn't say Ole Miss fans should check out, although I understand, because they are not playing – they're playing games, conference games, and I know fans think every game matters. But this game against Missouri tonight, a win gets them nowhere. Nowhere. A win Saturday gets them nowhere. They are not making the NCAA tournament. It's not going to happen injuries have killed them, and they're simply not good enough besides that. But Mississippi State... Although winning is better than losing. Winning, of course, is better than losing. And, hey, if you make a little run and play in the NIT, that's fine. NIT home games are fun. I don't know if you've been to one. They're kind of fun. Fans, for some reason, go. You probably have a baseball series going on that weekend, too. Gives you an excuse to go to town. That's that's fun and good. But State, even if they lose tomorrow... Saturday against Ole Miss, huge game, tournament stuff on the line. That's the difference, and that's why the the tone around the two programs from me is different. Because State has a meaningful game tomorrow. This game for Ole Miss tonight doesn't mean anything at all. Nothing. A win gets them nothing. A loss makes the few people that are still in check out even more. That's the only thing on the line here.
2: Hey, Dad, is is the outcome of tomorrow night's game for Mississippi State against Florida, does that have anything to do with the crowd on Saturday?
5: Uh, it's probably worth a 1,000 people or so. I think it's worth 1,000? It's yeah. a difference I mean, in
2: 7,500 and
5: 8,500. 80, yeah, yeah. I saw somebody just tweet, we need 10,000. I'm just like, I don't think you can fit 10,000 in there anymore with the way they, they move the media around. You know, the media is not on the floor anymore. They gave us two sections up in the uh, upper concourse. I don't think uh, – State
2: can never have another record crowd. Whatever the record is now is safe Forever. I've said it 100 times. I'll say it 101st time. Humphrey Coliseum with 8,000 people in it is a difficult place to play for an opponent. It's loud. It gets loud. It just absolutely does. Yeah, the acoustics of it are just weird. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. We delayed, but we're not putting it off entirely. It's time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. The trucks of the future were built for everyone. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 straight years, built for performance and capability on and off-road. Trucks of the future aren't built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Visit your local Mississippi Ford (coughs) dealer. So some of this is stuff that we talked about earlier, but uh, a lot of new folks joining us in the 5 o'clock hour. The plan coming into today was kind of to talk about what was returning for Mississippi State offensively. We started out this morning uh, when we were all visiting talking about what Mississippi State had coming back and the fact that Malik Heath was likely to come back. And then just a couple of hours later, Malik Heath announced that he was leaving Mississippi State. So the question is, when you look at Mississippi State offensively, what are they going to be? You know what their identity is going to be, right? I mean, the identity is not going to change under Mike Leach. They're going to be a team that throws the football 75% or more of the time. They're going to put a lot of yards on the board. The hope is that a lot of points follow those yards on the board. question is, from where will those points come? From where will that production come? Mississippi State losing two receivers that combined for 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns a year ago, and Makai Polk who's going to the draft, and Malik Heath, who is transferring. Both running backs are back. Got a bunch of wide receivers back. Obviously, Will Rogers back. To me, and hey, correct me if I'm wrong, the biggest question for me for Mississippi State football is, are they going to get better on the offensive line? Are they going to figure out a solution for Charles Cross? Are they going to be better with Scott Lashley than they were with Scott Lashley at right tackle?
5: I think he can be better at four of those positions, right? You can I mean I, you know it's it's not a, a a jump to say that Cole Smith and LaQuinston Sharp will get improved with the, another, another year. Cam Jones is probably moving to right tackle. I like him a lot. I think he can be an improvement over Lashley. Now they'll have to re- replace a guard, but state's got a, a lot of good choices there as far as the interior guys go. But you're not going to be better than what you had with Charles Cross. Just not it's just it's not possible. So it's just a question of can the unit be better? Sure, but the guy protecting Will Rogers' backside is not going to be better. But he needs to be good now. Whether that's going to be Percy Lewis, the JUCO transfer, or if they're going to be able to find a guy in the portal to, to come in at this late uh, juncture, which seems unlikely, but we'll see. Um, or if they, you Does know, doesn't feel like it's
2: going to happen in this round of the portal. No, it would probably but be in the next. Another one. kind of round of portal transfers yeah. after spring ball, right? So yeah, so that's you know
5: state had two must gets in the portal this year offensive lineman and a kicker they haven't gotten the lineman yet they got the kicker today so we'll see
3: well you could argue they needed a wide receiver now they picked two of them up albeit right
5: they didn't really need wide receiver it felt more like a like a, a plus I feel like they could have gone into next year with Wally Williams Thomas calvin uh Griffin and 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 that group plus Teddy Knox and Antonio Harmon, plus the freshman you're bringing in and felt like you were okay. So, but then they went and got two four-star kids. So now you feel like, yeah, you're in good shape. Wait, the kicker from San Mateo is not going to be the guy. No, he's going to be the kickoff guy. He's not. He's not going to be the the place kicker. Mm. Yeah, I saw y'all's segment on that, and I was just like, they needed me. They needed me to, to tell them that's not no. The kicker from Mississippi State, a transfer from Coastal Carolina. Borky, do you have the music ready? Please tell me you got it. Oh no,
3: I don't. You, you know.
5: Massimo Biscardi. You got to do this when you... you got to do the hand thing.
3: They need to put that emoji up on the scoreboard when he makes field goals. On the ref. Massimo Biscardi. Ah! I yeah. would love to... If he ever has a press conference, the first question needs to be, okay, you spent a while at Coastal Carolina. <coughs> Can you tell me what a Chanticleer is? Do I you, get, the football player, know I want to what get a his shot to clear on
5: Smoked lasagna.
2: That's what I want to know. In terms of transfer news, recruiting news, portal news for Ole Miss, it's continuing to just sit and wait, waiting on a decision from Jackson Dart. There have been some reports that Ole Miss feels pretty good about its spot, maybe very good about its spot. Maybe it's just a matter of time. And then also Michael Trigg, Junior, the tight end, both Guys that would be transferring from Southern Cal if indeed they do sign with Ole Miss. Sports Talk Mississippi, that's your college football fix
4: driven by Ford. We'll be right back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, just call them at 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. So far, just your typical delays, a little bit of congestion westbound on 20 at the stack, looking fairly decent for the drive Uh, right now on 55 northbound and southbound. No big delays to speak of. This update is brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by or call or visit them online to learn about great loan rates, free checking, and much more at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
8: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required.
10: 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. OEM certified repair using certified parts. If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day I see people in
0: crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal, deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org,
21: helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi stop david cox here omar financial do you have a 401k ira retirement or cd coming due we can help with market-like returns and zero risk call david cox 601-594-8977 that's 601-594-8977
1: now for a flipping good time come down to cock of the walk
8: celebrating our 40th anniversary at cock of the walk voted the best catfish in mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens coleslaw and a skillet of our homemade cornbread with locations on the reservoir pocahontas and one mile from the Grand Ole opry in nashville tennessee catfish hush puppies and fried dill pickles for a flipping good time come
1: down to cock of the walk i like
16: chicken i like fish i like hush puppies i
1: love it catfish is excellent for a flipping good time come down to cock of the walk where mississippi comes to talk middays with gerard gibbert weekdays here on super talk mississippi
2: Sports Talk Mississippi on this Tuesday afternoon. I was trying to remember. Somebody asked just a second ago what the cutoff date is for transfers in the portal. Here they are. The cutoff date for transfer portal guys coming into SEC schools. May 1st for fall and winter sports. July 1st for spring sports. And if a player is transferring from one SEC school to another, the cutoff is February 1st. So, intra conference transfers, you got 13 days left. And then for transfers from outside the SEC, if you're talking about football or basketball, May 1st, if you're talking about baseball or any of the other spring sports, it's July 1st. So we'll um, we'll see how all that plays out. Did you guys see Brett McMurphy's tweet today that Miami has offered Kendall Bryles its offensive coordinator position? I did.
5: wonder how that Rally's plays out. Yeah, I, was about to say, I wonder how that's going to play out. So, I mean, that's you talk about, you know, the Dan Mullen, ah, lateral move. That's a real lateral move at best. I mean, you're still an offensive coordinator. Now you're in the ACC
3: instead of the SEC. It's interesting. Uh, so. Miami feels all in right now, don't they, Borky? They do. They They do, do. and they are, and Cristobal's a good coach. And and by the way, that'd be great for the ACC because they need somebody other than Clemson to make that conference interesting because Clemson's not interesting. And uh, Miami would just be more fun, honestly. And they they just need somebody else. But Arkansas is fascinating because, boy, do we give Sam Pittman a lot of credit for the job that he's done. And I'm not saying that he has not done a good job, but I am saying we overhyped the heck out of the job he's done. And right now, it's fair to say, because it happens everywhere, staff members move around. They do a lot. They're journeymen. I mean, look at the resumes of some of the guys on State and Ole Miss's staff. They move around a lot. It's the thing. And you lose players to the portal. But if Bryles takes this job paired with starters, veterans, Team captains transferring out of that program? Isn't it fair to ask what's going on? These aren't guys declaring for the NFL. This isn't Kendall Bryles taking a job at his alma mater. This is lateral move. Real, actual lateral move. This is starters transferring out. Team captains transferring out. It's fair to at least ask, wait... What's going on there? I'm not saying it's a disaster or the world's on fire, but it's fair to ask what's going on there if this comes to fruition. I wonder if a guy like Kendall Bryles, who has
2: his sights set on being a head coach, you would assume, thinks that adding another entry to his resume could help him in terms of getting to where he wants to be and being a head coach faster. So so that he can say, look, I, I, I've done it here and we were successful and I've done it here and we were successful and now I've done it here and we were successful, if that makes him more capable. If it puts more distance between the time in which he was at Baylor and another stop along the way and maybe that changes – Fair or unfair, the perception that kind of goes along with that last name. Is it just money? I mean, Jeff and Laurel says money, Borky.
3: Is it just as plain and simple as... <laughs> you, th- you think the Walmart and Tyson Foods people don't have the money to match whatever Miami's offering?
5: That's what I'm saying there, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, unless they're just making some ridiculous offer. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that Arkansas has plenty of money. I understand that Miami probably doesn't have as much. I'm not sure that the whole Walmart has an open checkbook and Tyson Foods has an open checkbook that Arkansas can use for whatever it wants, whenever it wants. Is as accurate as some people yeah, make but it, it out to be.
3: But if it's lose Kendall Bryles to... 350,000 500,000 extra dollars to Miami or keep him Arkansas could come up with the money to keep him. Oh, sure they could. Sure they could. And that's the thing here. I just I don't know. I he's done a good job. It was a mess that he took over, but I I'm just not as impressed <laughs> with with that program as everybody else like marching in line like soldiers seems to be. It's been good. Yeah, I, I'm it's pretty impressed good, with what but, they've done, given where they were.
2: I mean, they lost 20 straight SEC games, and then they were competitive last year, and then what, went and won? They,
5: they won, finished with nine wins this what, year? They
2: won
3: three games eight. in in They won nine games last year. And eight plus the bowl. Which is nine yeah, but, games. Yeah, but no, I'm
2: saying, but, but given that two years ago they were still... Part of a twenty-game losing streak before snapping it in Starkville, and then getting a win against Ole Miss. I know it was only three wins in the first year, but I mean, we talked about the fact they were competitive every time they stepped on the field. I mean, they went eight and four and went to the Outback Bowl this year.
13: Yeah,
3: that's pretty good. It's It's good. good. But now look at what's happening. Yeah if this happens. If it doesn't, then you right, wonder... So, so here's the question.
2: Is Arkansas really different than anybody else? So, I mean, we, we, we focused a lot on what Ole Miss lost, right? I mean, either guys in transfer portal or coaches leaving. We've looked at what Arkansas is losing. And I know it's it's different when you're talking about, like, a team captain or a starter leaving and some assistant coaches leaving. But nobody really bats an eye about seven guys leaving Alabama. Via the transfer portal, or half a dozen guys leaving Georgia via the transfer portal, and they just played for and won a national championship, respectively. Yeah,
3: well, none of those guys are starters, though. That's the thing. No, you're right. You're and, right. and and you've got tampering going on like crazy. You know, backup linebacker at Alabama is probably hearing from other SEC coaches all the time. Hey, you can come play here. You're sitting there. Did you just see who they recruited? Two more five-stars coming in your and position. And Alabama and Georgia just
2: do it in a different way, right? They wait and see what they need, and then they start their tampering. Yep. Hey, you're. I mean, I know you're a starter there, but you know what you would be playing for here? Best player on Alabama's team this year. Second best player on Alabama's team this year. Was a guy that was going to be the third wide receiver at Ohio State this year. How much money did Jameson Williams make by leaving Ohio State to go to Alabama? If he,
3: if he hadn't gotten hurt, he still, I would pick him. Still
2: going to be a first round But Yeah.
3: yeah, It's crazy. I mean, Cam Akers played last night. I mean, they're built differently than us, but I mean, remember when an ACL injury used to be it? Guy, guy blew out his knee. Never be the same. And it is career. Now it's. He'll be back, so we're going to take him in the first round because yeah. that's what that's what happens now.
2: He'll get the surgery. Rehab will start in four weeks, maybe three weeks. He'll be back to full mobility in six months, and he'll be ready
3: for contact in eight months. Jameis Winston tore his ACL this season, during the season, yeah. is already working on dropbacks and pocket movement and running and stuff already. Like, he, he will... He will be prepared for OTAs if they ask him to show up to OTAs. Six months removed from an ACL tear.
9: Yeah. It's
3: wild.
2: No question, it's wild. It also reminds you that high-level athletes are constructed a little bit different than we are.
3: Yeah, when your parents told you you could be anything you want, they were lying to you. They lied. Because... I can't do what John Morant did to the Lakers a couple weeks ago.
2: <laughs> Jeff and Laurel says Tim Elko. Hotty toddy. Yeah. me it bombs on one ACL last year. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No. I mean, if I tore my ACL walking out of the studio tonight, my assumption is I'm not, assuming I'm really diligent in rehab, I'm not swinging a golf club for a year. Never mind doing any of the other strenuous activities that high-level athletes do. I think I think that's I'd kind of fake it through rehab anyway and would never be back to whatever 100% is. 100% of not terribly athletic would become less than that. My son blew his ACL at Brandon. He was back in six months. It's incredible, incredible. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk SupertalkTV.com. We'll
6: be back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 61. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 47. Your Wednesday brings a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 72. And a look into Thursday, mostly cloudy skies, high near 40 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
19: Start off the new year with explosive savings. Our new year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right, we're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com with zero down. Pay only $2.89 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low, 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new. Lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve
8: credit.
11: This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primos here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanted to try their skills at real life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon! When you fill your prescriptions at Walgreens, you can track the progress
12: of your order in real time. Know the price of your prescriptions before you go to pick them up. And anytime you have questions, use pharmacy chat to ask an expert 24 hours a day. Help with your meds from Walgreens. Side effects may include breathing a little easier because your prescription stress melted away. (sighs) Learn more on
23: the Walgreens app. This price isn't final. This is an estimated price based on your insurance coverage. I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. State lawmakers intend to raise teacher salaries so that they're paid above the national and southeastern averages. Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tendell is hoping the legislature will do the same for law enforcement. He told us efforts to defund police across the country has had a direct impact on the number of applications coming into our state. And, and then you look
21: at inflation. Uh, somebody can go work at Hobby Lobby earning $36,000 a year. Uh, they don't have to come to work at Sunday and they don't get shot at on Friday night.
23: Starting pay for troopers is currently around 42,000. They're hoping to get that up to 50,000. If you get a call from someone claiming to be with the Biloxi Police Department and they tell you you have an outstanding warrant and need to pay a fine to prevent your arrest, don't give up any of your personal information. Biloxi Police caution that officers will never ask for bank information or wire transfers for any purpose. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
2: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix every day at 5 o'clock driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, the trucks of the future were built for everyone. The Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. The trucks of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series. Drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more details.
1: Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. This is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: less than a half an hour until tip tonight in Oxford for Ole Miss and Missouri. Mississippi State gets back to it tomorrow night against the Florida Gators in Gainesville. Then you'll have the Rebels and the Bulldogs meeting in Starkville this weekend. That's what's happening on the hoops front. Ole Miss told you earlier, seven and a half point favorite in their game tonight against the Missouri Tigers. A Missouri team that Ole Miss has had a lot of success with and against through the years. We're glad to be with you. Talked earlier today with Aaron Fit from D1 Baseball. Good conversation with him, and uh, a lot of the conversation centered on Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Thought it was interesting to hear his uh, his thoughts on Southern Miss. So the only thing he thought they were missing was a couple of guys at the uh, the front end of the rotation, and he said it kind of killed him that they weren't in the preseason top twenty five. Said they were part of a group of about ten teams. They were really battling for those last couple of spots inside the uh, the top 25. So, a lot of reason to be excited about baseball season in the state of Mississippi once again this year. Is there anything else that stood out, guys? And and by the way, if you missed the conversation with Aaron, or you missed our conversation with Mac Engel from the Star-Telegram, we talked some Cowboys, we talked some Zach Evans, the former TCU player that's now at Ole Miss. Um, You can go back and get those on demand at supertalk.fm or as part of the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know if you guys are, are, are feeling it or not. I get a little more excited about baseball season every time we have one of these interviews and kind of dive in a little bit. Is there anything that Aaron Fitz said that grabbed your attention or surprised you or made you think, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way?
5: Well, I'm maybe not surprised, but he seems awfully confident that Landon Sims is going to be a great fit there at the top of the rotation for Mississippi State. That's just the biggest question mark for me. You know, if he can do that, then this is going to be a really tough team to beat week in and week out when you consider the depth, the the bullpen depth is still really, really good for Mississippi State. But if Sims can be a guy who can give them five, six, seven innings on a Friday night, which they didn't get last year, remember, McLeod I don't think ever went past the fifth in any start, Maybe, maybe,
2: maybe into the sixth a couple times, but... State all year long just and, and did not. I, uh, sorry for interrupting, but I mean, it was postseason before Bednar kind of rolled into that number one starter role, right? And really, it was, I mean, it was the college world series. He, he, did, he struggled in the, uh,
5: or he didn't struggle, but he wasn't, you know, unhittable in the regionals and the super regionals. And he had the, uh, you know, in, in the SEC tournament, everybody got shelled. So, You know, yeah, that was state's plan the whole year, obviously, was to manage its arms so that when the time came, everybody was still relatively fresh, as fresh as you can be in June. And it worked. It worked for Mississippi State. But I, you know, I don't know that they had that same, you know, McLeod and then, uh, you know, Bednar and then, of course, you know, Houston Harding coming in in the second half of the season sort of set the the, the ship straight for them. Uh, You know, they got to find those three guys again. They got to find three guys. Sims is going to be one of them. I think is going to be one of them. And then the third starter, you know, Brandon Smith, Cade Smith, Casey Hunt, Stone Simmons, somebody else.
2: So in projecting, uh, D1 Baseball had kind of top pitchers that maybe they thought were going to be the starters. They went Landon Sims, Preston Johnson, Parker Stinnett.
5: I don't think I mean, Stinnett for sure as a starter. No, no, no chance for that, I don't think. don't think so? No, I, th- I think Stanett's going to be the first guy to get a crack at taking a closer job.
2: Velocity and, then, and breaking ball just got to throw more strikes, right?
5: Yeah, just got to be more consistent. And then with Preston Johnson, we talked about we talked some baseball on today's Thunder and Lightning. I like him in that long relief role. I think he's the, the guy that you know if something goes wrong on a Friday night, Saturday night, and you got to bring in a reliever for three or four innings, I think that's the perfect role for him. I, I don't know that he'll be a, a starter. Now, he, he probably could be. But I, th- I think state likes him in that long relief role.
2: We talked a little bit about preseason schedules. What about the order in which Mississippi State and Ole Miss roll into their conference slate? So, pretty good challenge for the Bulldogs. Long Beach State in the opening weekend series, top twenty-five <laughs> foe. Then they should have. Well, I get uh, what Southern Miss on March second and Pearl, mm-hmm. a three-game series at Tulane. Pretty good series there in week three, and then two games against Texas Tech mm-hmm. in Biloxi. Mm-hmm. Final non-conference series before league play starts is Princeton. Yeah. Georgia preseason top 25 on the road to start league play. hmm Home for Alabama at Arkansas. Tough. Home for LSU. Tough. Home for Auburn. Feels like an important year for Butch.
5: And that's Super Bulldog weekend. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet, but that state is designated that as Super Bulldog. And that is Easter weekend, right? Yes, so it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday weekend for state that year.
2: Yep. After the the series against Auburn at home at Ole Miss. Four straight against Ole Miss,
5: because the Governor's Cup is uh, the Tuesday after.
2: April 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and then 26th. Another Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Missouri on the road, Florida at home, at A and M, and then close out the regular slate against Tennessee.
9: Yeah.
2: So they miss Vanderbilt. Don't play Kentucky.
5: Don't play Kentucky. Vanderbilt and Kentucky in South Carolina. Those are the three they don't play.
2: Here's all Mrs. SEC slate. At Auburn. Home for Tennessee. By the way, I don't know that I ever remember Ole Miss having an SEC slate where every single week it was every other home away, home away, home away, all the way through league play. It's like there's almost always back to back weeks on the road and you get a back to back weeks at home. So at Auburn, home against Tennessee at Kentucky, the first week of April might be lovely weather, might be snowing Alabama at home at South Carolina hosting Mississippi State, at Arkansas, hosting Missouri, at LSU, and then hosting Texas A&M. So Ole Miss also misses Vanderbilt in the regular season. They miss Florida in the regular season. And who's the other SEC team they don't, uh, East team? No Vandy, no Florida. Uh, anyway,
7: yeah,
5: there's one more, right? I'm sure there is. Yes, there South Carolina, be by the
2: way, is the other team that Mississippi State does not play from the East. Right, right.
5: And also looking at the schedule, like you mentioned, State does have a stretch like that. They have back-to-back home series, LSU and Auburn, and then back-to-back road series, Ole Miss and Missouri. and those are those all run consecutively. It's home, home, away, away. Oh, George is the other team that Ole Miss doesn't play. So that's not bad you miss Vandy and Georgia? Did you say they miss Florida, too? Miss Vandy, Georgia, and Florida. Oh, I mean, you can't ask for any more out of the East than that. You miss the three best teams.
2: Depending on what Tennessee does. Depending. Because when it was all said and done, Tennessee was probably the best team in the East last year. Hmm. Well, Vanderbilt probably was. One of our listeners, who's evidently a state fan, said he just
5: booked his hotel for Hoover. I said, just book for two nights. Wednesday, Thursday, and then you can go home, buddy.
2: There you go. Hope you play well enough in the regular season that you're not playing on Tuesday. It's not an issue.
5: It's not play an two issue. games
2: Wednesday, Thursday, and ease on back to the house. Call it a day. Yeah. I'm going to
5: upset a lot of people when we get to the, in May, and I'm just like, this is the most meaningless tournament. I said it last year, and everybody got mad at me. This and year, I'm going to argue like, with hey, you about right. it because I like it so much. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. The event is fun. But if you are a team that knows it's going to be a top eight, go get eliminated and go home. It's worked the other way, too. Some teams have gotten hot, yeah, but I don't think there's a team that's like...
2: L- LSU, I mean, like, a lot through the years
5: has
9: been <laughs> just, like,
2: win it and keep on rolling. hmm I get that. If you And especially if you come in
5: rolling, if you've won, like, ten straight... Sure, keep playing. But if it's but, you know, but, but
2: the way hey dad that LSU did that through the years mm-hmm. was they had a first round bye, and then they just threw whoever in their first game, and then they set up their regular weekend rotation. So it was boom, boom, boom. It was never like a high right. stress deal, right, right, for them to get through it.
6: Mm-hmm. So.
2: You know, you play that five o'clock game on day two, and the commissioner hands you a trophy, and you know, you you win it with two or three arms that are midweek arms, and then you win your next one, and I guess you get take, a day off.
5: Take a day off, and then, and
2: then you're all set with your weekend rotation. Yeah. And if it works out like that, you're fine. Yeah.
5: But probably not state, the best case I remember scenario. Remember, state being down twelve to two, and here comes Landon Sims because they just wanted to get him an inning. So I didn't want him to have a whole week off. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing ever.
2: Yeah. We'll be back to wrap it up with you when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by M Trade Park in Oxford. Starting February 4th, M Trade Park will kick off its spring season with the first of many U-Triple-S-S-A baseball tournaments, First fast-pitch tournament for the 2022 spring season will be February 19th. On April 2nd, M-Trade Park's annual soccer tournament, the April Ambush, is happening. Registration is filling up fast, so don't miss your chance to play on the best soccer fields in the state. The entire spring tournament lineup, as well as other information about M-Trade Park, can be found online at mtradepark.com.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, just call them at 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. So far, just your typical delays, a little bit of congestion westbound on 20 at the stack, looking fairly decent for the drive Uh, right now on 55 northbound and southbound. No big delays to speak of. This update is brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by or call or visit them online to learn about great loan rates, free checking, and much more at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
1: Ace Bolt & Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt & Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt & Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt. Stop.
21: David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox.
8: 601-594-8977. That's 601-594-8977 now.
13: Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash
1: business. Go beyond the headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh
12: my God. What is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Well, it's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Passing yards in NFL playoff history. This is laughable. Number three on the list, Ben Roethlisberger, 5,860 yards. That's a lot. Number two on the list, Peyton Manning, 5,339 yards. And number one all-time, Nearly 5,000 yards in front of Peyton Manning. Tom Brady with 12,720 yards. Is that not obscene when
3: you see that in print? He's older. Tom Brady is older than every remaining head coach in the NFC side of the bracket. Aside from his own. So the other three... That's a late entry for stat of the day right there. There you go. So Tom Brady is older than the other three head coaches remaining on his side of the bracket in the playoffs. He
2: is not older than his coach, Bruce Arians. But he is older than the head coaches of the Niners and the Packers and lovely Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams.
3: He is. It's crazy. Uh, By the way... Now that so the show's almost ending, you guys are either at home or on your way home. When you're bored tonight, just get on YouTube or whatever and look up the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers and just watch his interviews. He is the single... That's an interesting guy. He's the single most fascinating guy in professional sports. He did not play football at a high level. He's like five, six. He's a tiny guy, uh, Ivy League educated, and... You would think that all he does, sorry Gallo, is smoke weed all day. You would think that's all he does, just this short, kind of squirrely, little nerdy guy, and then you ask him about football. And it's like his brain looks at the game differently than everybody else's. And apparently the players just love him and obviously a Will brilliant take offensive line. a chance mind. on him and make him head coach at some point? I don't know. I mean, is is weed legal in the state? I mean, if Mississippi well, it, gets a pro team, he won't it, coach here. It feels here, like
5: but. he's one of those guys who will be discriminated against because he's weird. Because like he, he has no football background.
3: But watch. I'm telling you, you guys would be blown away. I, I, I was, at least. I didn't know who he was until I saw an interview. And, I mean, you would not think that this is the offensive coordinator at one of the more intricate offenses in the NFL. But that's him. And he's the orchestrator of that. No football background, not an athletic bone in his body, and I'm sure he's got a lot of paraphernalia. Uh, much more of it than was passed like around kind of at the state I'm telling you, man, if if he doesn't smoke a lot of weed, then, then I don't know who does. He's just chill. We've also
5: got, uh, we got some sad news today. I don't know if you guys saw. Tate Martell has retired from football. Pour one out. He's not going to venture. I said that on to for <laughs> ventures, focusing on sure his business ventures, NFTs and
2: crypto. I am positive of that. I, I said that to earlier uh, to Borgi earlier. Tate Martell is retired from football. He goes, didn't football kind of retire him? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah.
3: Man, he, who? What was the Ohio State quarterback that he <laughs> tweeted at and said, "I'm going to beat you out"? That you better. Not, it was Justin Fields, right?
5: Where when no, Fields was I, I think it's you're gotta go further back that they may have been JT Barrett. That's how long this guy's been around.
3: Anyway, he, he sent he went, he got on Twitter and sent a tweet to the current starter at Ohio State. I gotta look this up now. I feel stupid. I can't believe I don't I'm remember. Looking, I'm looking right now. I think it was J. T. Barrett. I, I think you're right. Or
2: or maybe it was when Fields was was. It was J.
3: T. Barrett. Didn't yeah. JT Barrett win like thirty-five games at Ohio State. He was yeah, pretty good. He was okay. pretty good.
2: Stat of the day number two, brought to you by Michael Borke. Actually, I guess this is number three, since we had the late entry. Playoff wins in the history of Cowboy Stadium. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys,
3: three. Nick Saban, three. Nick Saban has as many playoff wins in Jerry World as the team that Jerry owns.
2: Yes, yes, obviously we're making light there. One's college, one's NFL, but nonetheless. But still, wins in every stadium he plays. Three hoops games tonight in the SEC. South Carolina-Arkansas about to tip off on the SEC network. Old Miss and Missouri about to get started on ESPNU. Tennessee and Vanderbilt tonight in Nashville at Memorial. Number 24, Tennessee, a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Jerry Stackhouse and the Doors. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. For Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad in the Pearl River Resort Studio, I'm Richard Cross. Have a great night.